This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Hi, today is Tuesday, March 1st. Fat Tuesday, by the way. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia will be keeping their mask requirements in schools and indoor public spaces for the time being. As officials say, they're sticking to their new tiered response levels. Monday afternoon, city officials announced that Philadelphia would remain in the mask precautions only. Under that response level, there is no vaccine requirement for places that serve food or drink, but masks are required indoors. City officials say they will be sticking with the newly unveiled response levels rather than following the CDC's latest guidelines. The CDC guidance outlines a new set of measures for communities where COVID-19 is easing its grip and less of a focus on positive test results and more on what's happening at hospitals. The new system greatly changes the look of the CDC's risk map and puts more than 70% of the U.S. population in counties where the coronavirus is posing as low or medium threat to hospitals. Uh, Those are the people who can stop wearing masks masks, the agency says. The agency is still advising that people, including uh, school children, wear masks where the risk of COVID-19 is still high. A spokesperson for the school district of Philadelphia said it's sticking with the direction of the city's health, of uh, the city health department. The Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board uh, instructed all fine wine and good spirits stores and licensee service centers to remove Russian-made products from their shelves as a show of solidarity and support for people of the people of Ukraine. According to the PCLB, Russian-made special order products will also no longer be available. Early Sunday, uh, earlier Sunday, Governor Tom Wolf urged the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board to cease selling the products as quickly as possible. But they're saying that it's really not as much as you think coming off of the shelves. Right. It's like uh, 1% or something. It's really yeah, low. Like it's, not, yeah, is, it's not a lot. I, I would imagine mainly vodka, but uh, there yeah, is... Yeah, it's vodka. Loads of vodka yeah. at the liquor store. And like special orders, they said. Right. I guess that means like for restaurants and stuff like that. Yep. Abbott Nutrition is recalling one of the Similac PM 6040 powdered infant formula due to another report of a dangerous dangerous bacterial infection. Uh, The CDC and the U.S. Food and Drug Administration are investigating reports and complaints of infant illness related to the formula from Abbott's facility in Sturgis, Michigan. On February 17th, the company initiated a recall on certain products. The FDA said Monday that a child consumed the Similac PM 6040 before getting an infection and dying. The agency said the infection may have been a contributing cause of the death of the child. Abbott recalled the formula on Monday. Other products should not be used if the first two digits of the lot code are 22 through 37. The code on the container contains K8SH and uh, Z2 and the expiration date of April 1st, 2022 or later. This all comes as the United States is facing a shortage of baby formula. Manufacturers said that they are producing a full capacity and are making more formula than ever before, but it's still not enough to meet current demand. To bridge that gap, can we use vodka (laughs) (laughs) all right in sports this morning The Flyers who beat the Washington Capitals over the weekend uh, and ended a six-game losing streak are at home tonight to host the Edmonton Oilers. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. The Sixers are off until tomorrow night when they'll host 
the team they beat on Sunday, the New York Knicks. The Sixers have won three games and are in third place in the Eastern Conference, three games behind the Miami Heat for first. Tip-off for the nationally televised game will be at 7.30. The International Olympic Committee urged sports bodies to exclude Russian athletes and officials from international events, including soccer's World Cup. The IOC said it was needed to protect the integrity of global sports competitions and for the safety of all of the participants. The decision to open the way for FIFA and the governing body of soccer to exclude Russia from the World Cup ahead of a match on March 24th. Poland already refused to play the scheduled game against Russia. And Derek Jeter announced that he stepped down as CEO of the Miami Marlins. In a statement, Jeter said, the vision for the future of the franchise is different than the one I signed up to lead. Now is the right time for me to step aside as a new season begins. Jeter the Hall of Fame shortstop who had a 20-year career with the New York Yankees joined the group that purchased the Marlins for $1.2 billion in September of 2017. Jeter ran business and baseball operations and was given a stake of 4% in the franchise, a stake he will now give up. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. And we welcome you back, Kath, uh, to the studio. Did you spend the night at Jackie Bam Bam's last night? No. Thought maybe you grabbed oh, a shirt. Oh, the shirt? Him. Yeah. <laughs> She's wearing a... You uh, caught me! A Rolling Stones <laughs> oh, shirt. It's got uh, the, the mouth logo, the tongue logo, and several different iterations. And I'm like, wonder if she just picked that up off of Jackie's floor. She was headed out this morning. He's going to be very excited just at the possibility yeah, yeah, right yeah. now, right? Yeah, yeah. this well, is going to be a thing now. Welcome back. We got stuff. We got things. We got plenty going on today. Um, we have three guests that will be joining us. Billy Lano. Haven't said that name out loud in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Of LA used to play for the Flyers, and he will be banging the drum before tonight's game. So that's a thing. Uh, it's kind of like ringing the bell at the Sixers game. I've not seen the banging of the drum thing yet, so we're going to have to ask Billy about that. And uh, he's got a... Uh, there you go. They're going to play. We're not going to take it. Uh, but he's also got a clothing line that Marissa was telling me about, which I was not aware of. So uh, Billy's been to the MMRBQ before back in the day. Could he dissuade you from sticking with the Mark Antony line, Preston and Preston? Ooh. Go to the Villa Lane. Yeah, line. yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we also have Mr. Mike Gep. He is the director of the Philadelphia Auto Show, which is amazing. It is. And it is opening up uh, on the 5th this week. So we'll talk to uh, Mike find out about some of the things that we can uh, experience and expect from the event. And we also have everybody, Don Jameson, who's got a comedy show coming up at Sweeney's Pub uh, Special Saloon next Thursday. So we'll check him with Don and see how he's doing. Plus, our friends at Rita's are stopping by today. And I would assume we'll have some giveaways in conjunction with their appearance. We'll find out about that later on. We uh, usually do. Yes, we do, as a matter of fact. They're pressing this just in. Excellent. Yeah, we'll do some uh, some gift cards. So listen up to win those. And speaking of winning, today is Tattoos Day. We have a chance to win a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo from Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. It's a $350 gift certificate for a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo. And you can check out their work. By the way, just text the word tattoo to 39333 if you want to get in on the winning. And uh, they are at uh, 1729 South Street. And for the artwork samples, just go to floatingworldtattoos.com. Or their Instagram account is at floatingworldtattoos. So a bunch on our plate today. Let's take a break. We will get back in a moment and start giving some things to you via the stupid question. And then we'll let the entertainment report. We'll be back in a sec. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. 
The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's uh, test your knowledge. We're going to give away as a prize for the stupid question of four-pack of tickets for the Progressive Insurance Atlantic City Boat Show. Uh-huh. Uh, it's Wednesday through Sunday at the AC Convention Center. The question I have for you this morning is, what do British people call zucchini? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Do you know the answer? What do British people call zucchini? Two one five two six three WMMR. We'll go through some birthdays today, and oh. it is t- Tuesday, March first. I'm trying to hold this up for Casey. <laughs> okay, we'll get to all him right. in a second. I'll all get, right. I'll get right. you prepared for that because okay. sometimes you would think in advance. I would say, Casey, we have some big birthdays. Have these pieces of music ready. We don't do that. We like to fly off the cuff. So I was showing him my yeah. paper, and it kept flipping over. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Javier Bardem. Uh, the actor is 53 years old today. He is a great actor. He yeah. is really... I was watching Skyfall over the weekend, and he is the main villain, and he does uh, he does that sort of... that nuanced thing where you're, you're like, fascinated by what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about him yeah. that's compelling about the way he looks and, and his mannerisms. Uh, being the Ricardos, how was he as... Uh, he's excellent. Yeah. Honestly, he's cool. real. The, the, the production, again, I say, the movie outside of the show, I thought was really good when they were... I think it really was a result of we've seen the original so much that everything is like, oh, this seems weird. This is, you know, like maybe like an uncanny valley type thing right. where you're like, okay. But the stuff behind the scenes, I loved it. And by the way, I uh, he's in the movie Dune. I watched the entire movie, <laughs> and I did not know he was Stilgar. I did not know that was him. Yeah, I forgot who all was in the cast because I've been waiting. I'd been waiting for a couple of years for the movie to come out, and I just waited. And I was like, oh, damn it, he was good. Do you <laughs> so. think their form of greeting each other, his particular people, would work here in a corporate <laughs> yeah, situation? Maybe. You have to spit on the ground <laughs> right. is, is how they do it. So uh, he is 53, by the way. Uh, Catherine Bach, Daisy Duke, Dukes of Hazard fame, uh, celebrates her 68th birthday. and uh, It's the only reason I watch the show initially. And then, of course, the... Incredible writing. And of course, the, the pants uh, gained their name. The, the short cutoffs, Daisy Dukes, came from that character right there. What was her? Her Jeep had a name, too, did it? Was the Dixie. Yes, that's yep, it, right. That yeah. the, the General Lee and the Dixie. Yep, she is 68 today. All right, Casey, we'll mention uh, the one I showed you at the top here. It is Roger Daltrey's birthday oh, wow. today. Yeah. Roger Daltrey cel- celebrates his 78th birthday. And uh, they are out on tour. Obviously, yeah. they're doing. They're they're coming to town, and yeah. they they have uh, orchestra support, which is should be really really cool. Their and music he's playing the tuba lends itself to yeah. that. I had yeah. no idea that he played the no tuba. Way. When you see him spin that tuba, Preston, because they have it on on a 
record. It's amazing. Hey, besides Tommy, he has acted a little bit, hasn't he? Yes, he has. I he's done say, a couple movies. And I can't remember off the top of my head what he's been in, but he has done it. There's a picture of him with a tuba. <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, it's a baritone horn. It's yeah. close enough, but it's a tuba well, he doesn't know, you know. It's... Yeah. Yeah, no. No uh, one has the heart to tell him in the orchestra. <laughs> well, tuba players can play with baritone horn, so he's, he's good to go. Roger Daltrey, one of the greatest screamers in rock, I think. One of the most powerful voices in rock as well. So, again, it's not a classic voice, but a rock voice for sure. Yeah. Correct. Like, listen to this. Wow. Man, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great. <laughs> it's a boy. <laughs> and hasn't uh, faded at all. I saw him at the ballpark no. a few years ago, him and Pete at, at, as the Who, and they had an orchestra then, actually. Uh, it's, it's still a fantastic show. It's not a tribute act to the Who. You know, yeah. it's still the Who. Yep, they're fantastic. So happy birthday, Roger. Uh, we also have another great singer, Harry Belafonte, has his birthday today. Yep. Wow, he's 95 Whoa. years old. Uh, Harry Bell, I, I have a couple of songs of, the, of these classic uh, like this, the banana boat song and all that on my, uh, um, you know, some some go-to feel-good playlist. So Shake Zenora is another one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So just finishing off Black History Month, he was part of a seminal moment on television when he was singing with, I think, I think it was Petula Clark, and, and held her hand, touched her hand. Oh, really? At that time. Yeah, it was, it was a big thing. Uh, so happy birthday. Great Harry Belafonte turns 95 years old today. Uh, actor Tim Daly has his birthday. Wings. He's great. Uh, yeah. Is where he got his start. Preston, he stars in Storm of the Century. We were just talking oh. about it, yeah. We were off air chatting about right. that. Stephen right. King miniseries. Uh, he is 66 today. Uh, the great Ron Howard, uh, who's not only is an actor from things like American Graffiti and Happy Days, brought us some really great movies behind the camera as well. Uh, the Da Vinci Code, Cocoon, Apollo 13, A Beautiful Mind, Far and Away. Cinderella Man. Frost Nixon, just a whole bevy of outstanding films, and he turns uh, 68 today. The narrator in uh, Arrested Development, too, and an actor in that show as well. Uh, Steve, it's also Dirk Benedict's oh. birthday today. Starbuck. Face on the A-Team, Starbuck and Battlestar Galactica. Uh, I want to say, did he have a health battle a while back? He, he, he used a very holistic method, and doctors have validated and verified that it worked in his benefit. He had okay. cancer. It was pretty advanced. Wow. Uh, so happy 77th birthday to Mr. Dirk Benedict. Uh, it's also Mark Paul Gosler. Uh, his birthday today. Yep. A.C. Slater uh, turns uh, 48 years old. No. He's, no, not A.C. Slater. God damn it. The other one. What was his name? Come on. Marissa. Zach. Zach, Zach. thank you. Zach and Zach. That's right. It's all right so wasn't he on a law show as well? Oh, was that? <laughs> like raising the bar. Yeah. It's about law. Oh, yeah. Actually, no, it was Franklin and Bash. Oh, Franklin, Franklin and, Bash. and Bash. And raising the bar. And, and raising the bar. Both of those? Yes, he yeah. was. Yeah, and the, the, I believe the theme songs for both of those were very, very similar. <laughs> I think you're right. I think one went Franklin and Bash. Franklin <laughs> and Bash. And then it's the other a law one, show. Yeah. A law show. And then raising <laughs> the bar. <laughs> Raising the bar. It's, it's about law. About law. <laughs> it was also in the passage. Uh, oh yeah. Short lived. 
Uh, that's right. Really yep. good. Yep. And, and they canceled it. A really good book series and could have been a great mo- uh, television series. It's about law. Uh, he's 48. Passage. <laughs> it's a vampire show. Vampire show. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Ah. Uh, the actress, 12 Years a Slave. Man, that's... Well, a- she was also in Star Wars, and I have music for that. I don't have music this for... This isn't from 12 Years a Slave. <laughs> <laughs> Not from 12 Years a Slave. Uh, that's a tough movie to watch, man. Yeah. An incredible performance. It's, it's amazing, but it's just... Um, it's just just some terrible yeah. things happen. Uh, she is 39 today. Uh, the singer Kesha oh. has her birthday. I'm saving the, the beeps for last. Oh, case. you are? Okay. Because uh, so, I'm ready for Kesha. Uh, oh, you are? Yeah, I thought you were going in a different order. Wake right. up in the morning feeling like she did. I know. I want to hit her. Huh? I don't want to do it. Okay. You know what's funny is I actually kind of like her a little bit. Yeah. But, you were, but this part I have a clip of you and I can't find it. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah, that one, yeah. I'm talking better on our toes, toes, trying on all our clothes, clothes. Does she still do anything? Yeah. Anybody know? A little bit. Okay. Uh, she's 35 today. And the last birthday, it's the babes' yeah. birthday. Justin Bieber. Now I'm not ready for that one. But I'm sorry. I'm I should have gone in order. I am uh, definitely. Like... He just had a, uh, I think it was a Super Bowl party a couple weeks ago. Yeah, the and dude, were... a black Kodak got shot. A bunch of people were shot. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Or it's Kodak a... Black. When nah, that's not the one I want. Was... This is the one I want. Was that him? It was a collab. the young boys stuff. No, I don't, but we for some reason we don't have uh, Peaches or anything off of the new album. You like them young. We don't have Stay, uh, the collab that he did with Kid Leroy. That's my new jam. Are you a Bieber fan? I do like Justin Bieber. I'm sorry. Right. No, I'm not sorry. I like Justin Bieber. Whatever. <laughs> I do like the. Uh, there's a couple songs of him uh, of his that are that are decent, but I can't say that I'm I'm a believer. Yeah, no, no, I'm not no, a believer. I have not board. been to a believer concert just yet, but. Mm. Uh, yeah. He's 28 today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to today's stupid question. Uh, what do British people call a zucchini? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to Adelina. Adelina, good morning. Hi, how are you? Wonderful. Adelina, what do British people call zucchini? It is called corget. Corget, yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> never heard of that. Corget, I'm not sure. All right, uh, Adelina, hang on a second. Four-pack of tickets for the Progressive Insurance Atlantic City Boat Show Wednesday through Sunday. This Wednesday through Sunday at the Atlantic City Convention Center. You can get your tickets uh, today at acboatshow.com. It's a boat show. A boat boat show. show. It's a boat, boats. All right. um, So yesterday, Dancing with the Stars alum, uh, Max uh, uh, Chmerkovsky, had posted an update to Instagram saying that he had been arrested in Ukraine. Uh, Tr- uh, I always messes up. It's a up. tough name. Chmerkovsky yeah. uh, didn't state the reason for his arrest, but he shared that he is currently trying to leave the country. The professional wow. dancer was in Ukraine to film the Ukrainian version of World of Dance of his arrest. He said, all good, promise. Uh, that was probably the least traumatizing moment in this whole thing as far as Ukraine is concerned. Shortly after sharing his update, he posted on his Instagram stories, I'm really not too good right at this moment. I see videos of people whose legs were torn off minutes ago from the shelling that is going on in uh, Kharkov right now. And I won't post that stuff, but I see all of them, and it's extremely disturbing. Innocent people being killed. Pray this meeting going on right now will make a difference and continue to scream about this effing genocide at the top of your lungs. It's working, and the entire planet is finally getting united about something. 
uh, F it, show it to the Russians. Uh, later, he shared another update saying, we're headed to Warsaw, hopefully. Uh, train in Lviv was not an option. I'm a big man with nothing but a backpack. It's traumatizing. Currently, I'm in a cabin with four adults and seven kids, ages 2 to 11, which usually is only occupied by a maximum three people. Uh, there's usually up to 30 people in this particular wagon, and we're told that we have to fit 135. Wow. Walkways are packed, people everywhere. It's sweaty and claustrophobic. I continue saying what finally broke me is when I was watching an eight-ish year old boy hysterically crying and not wanting to let go of his father. Verbatim, he said, if you stay, I want to stay too because if they kill you, I won't I won't be able to help. Oh, that's horrible. Awful. Just heartbreaking. That's, yeah. So he's he's trying to get out and he's um, documenting all of it. So there will be more, I'm sure. Well, you pointed out, I mean, all the cell phones, all yeah. the cameras, constantly going. You're seeing this kind of thing, this kind of uh, military urban fighting um, as you've never seen it before. Much closer than ever before, and and that will continue, yeah. Uh, Naya Rivera's family has settled their wrongful death suit nearly two years after the Glee star's tragic drowning. Uh, Rivera's ex-husband, Ryan Dorsey, filed suit in November 2020 on behalf of their son, Josie, who is now six years old. Uh, The family's lawyer... Uh, Amjad Khan uh, said in a statement, uh, through this settlement, Josie will perceive, uh, receive just compensation for having to endure the drowning of his beloved mother at Lake Piru. Uh, through the tragic loss uh, Josie, of Josie's mother, he can, uh, though the tragic loss of Josie's mother can never be overcome, we are pleased that the monetary settlement will significantly assist Joey uh, with his life beyond this tragedy. So, uh, Dorsey and Rivera's estate sued Ventura County, California, alleging that uh, Rivera's death was preventable. Uh, and Rivera actually drowned while taking a boat out on the water with her son uh, on Lake Piru. The lawsuit alleged that the boat she rented uh, did not have proper features and equipment necessary to comply with U.S. Coast Guard safety standards. Sued also cited the lake's deadly history as Rivera is among more than two dozen people who have drowned there since 1959. Huh. Uh, the court documents claim that there wasn't a single sign anywhere, not at the entrance, at the dock, at the popular swimming area of Diablo Cove. No, not anywhere. Warning of the lake's strong currents, low visibility, high winds, changing water depths, underwater caves, ledges and drop-offs, or the trees, brush, and other debris that congest its waters due to the vastly changing water levels and winds. So what do we determine, or what did they determine? The, 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 the child had fallen off the boat or was jumped into the water. She jumped in after Got him up him, on the boat. Right, but she herself could not get back and up. And then she might have been, I guess, Tired. worn out, yeah, yeah, wiped yeah. out from uh, helping him up. Getting on to climbing up a ladder out of the water, and you know this, Steve, I know it very on well. On a boat is hard to do, man. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it, it, you know, it's all your body weight. You've been floating. You're buoyant. You feel like you can move around. All of a sudden, you've got to use all your strength to get yes. up. And you've already been swimming around. It can surprise you. It definitely can. We were, we were diving one time. We were scuba diving. And we were coming up the water, the, the the weather had turned, and I come up and that boat is rocking. Yes, and yeah. get onto that ladder, Jesus. man, especially I had a tank on too, which weighed like, you know, 80 pounds or something right, like that. Right, it right. was freaking hard. And to it's get scary. When you're in the water yes. next to a boat, even if it's a 17-foot runabout, it looks like a skyscraper. Yep, absolutely. So uh, they ended up uh, getting a settlement. Uh, on Monday, uh, Jason Momoa posted photos of himself with Channing Tatum looking very excited to see Zoe Kravitz in the premiere of The Batman. Uh, and he wrote, uh, and I don't know what this means, he wrote, Chee-hoo. Is that so excited. It might be. It's spelled C-H-E-E-E-H-U-U-U-U-U-U. So, 
So I don't know if Chihu is is an exclamation or whatever. And he said, uh, Chihu! <laughs> Chihu! <laughs> <laughs> He wrote, Channing Tatum and I are on our way to see our Zozo. <laughs> he wrote, finally, the Batman premiere. I'm so proud, so beyond proud of you, Zoe. All of my aloha to Adam Weitzman and uh, Dave O'Philly. These are uh, tags. I don't know who Dave O'Philly is. Yeah. Uh, for making this happen. It's, uh, Hope Solo's butthole. <laughs> at the last minute. <laughs> the uh, new name. Maybe he's from Philly. It's spelled P-H-I-L-L-Y. So uh, he said mahalo uh, for the invite. Don't I... you think we could be good friends with Jason Momoa? Very yeah. much so. I think we're a lot like him. Yes. And I think that we would get along. Just physically. Swimmingly. We look mm-hmm. a lot like him. So I think that alone would make us fast friends. Uh, I really dug Zoe Kravitz's uh, character portrayal. People of, are raving about it. She plays yeah. Selena Kyle in the Batman. Yeah, and so it it wasn't as comic booky as I thought it was going to be. Right. Um, and it just sort of you know she wasn't you know like purring or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, she definitely her. her Does she crap in a large box? She's just not. Well. I mean, uh, they don't show they don't that. Show it, they yeah. don't show it. But um, her character has an affinity for cats and strays. And, uh, and, and any point, Casey, where she's with Bruce Wayne and goes into another room and you hear... Wait a second. Because that would be her covering that, over her, her crap. That might have been, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, but at least you don't see it. You don't so, see it. It'd be it's, disgusting. It's implied. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, she's a looker, man. I mean, she's... And the so she's already been she's done the DC and the MCU because she was also in the X Men. Yep, yeah, movies uh, as well. First class. Oh, that's right. She yeah, was the chick with the wings. Yeah, yeah. she was. I forgot the character's yeah. name. Yeah, you're right. Wing chick. That was her name. Uh, so Momoa married, of course, uh, uh, Kravitz's mother, Lisa Bonet, in 2017. <laughs> though the pair publicly announced that they were splitting last month. And while Tatum and Kravitz have never publicly announced that they're in a relationship, people confirm that they are indeed dating. Uh, the movie is slated to hit theaters on March 4th. Didn't? Is she the one who's directing Pussy Island? Is that? I think so. And so Tatum, Ch- uh, Channing Tatum is in that. I think you're right about that. So yep. uh, Chihu, by the way, um, it's something that The Rock, uh, the character that he plays in the, um, the movie Moana, is named Maui. Mm. He screams Chihu in that. So it's, oh. it's an island thing. Okay. I don't know if it's Hawaiian or Samoan. Um, <laughs> but there's probably... Audio of uh, The Rock saying, that. "If you can find that, Marissa, because I'm Gee. sure I want to know if he drags it out like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like we have here in the studio. That would be awesome. <laughs> I love it. That's our new thing. Uh, less than a year after sharing his true self with fans, Colton Underwood is celebrating another personal milestone. Uh, the former Bachelor star announced Monday that he and boyfriend John C. Brown are engaged to be married. I love you." Uh, the proposal, he said, took place shortly after his 30th birthday as the couple were vacationing in Bur- Big Sur, California. Uh, Underwood told people, I'm extremely happy. 2021 was the most transformative year of my life. We can prove that a same-sex couple is just as boring as a race. <laughs> <laughs> uh, starting 2022 off with my best friend, teammate, and now fiancé is something I never thought was going to be possible. Later on Monday, Underwood shared a sweet snapshot of the pair on his social media accounts, writing, Life is going to be fun with you. Brown, by the way, a Los Angeles-based political strategist who worked on former President Barack Obama 2008-2012 campaigns, echoed those sentiments on Instagram, writing, The only time in my life I'm okay with wasting a bottle of champagne. 
Uh, I love you, babe. I love you. Underwood uh, came out as gay in a Good Morning America interview uh, that aired last April. Uh, his announcement, however, was not without controversy. Hours after the Good Morning America interview aired, Netflix announced plans for Coming Out Colton, a six-episode series that would document Underwood's journey to living authentically as a gay man. So this is done, obviously, with his participation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the show, which premiered in December, drew backlash from uh, many in the LGBTQ community, uh, some of whom accused uh, Underwood of monetizing the coming out experience. Others blasted Netflix's decision to seemingly glorify Underwood, who in 2020 was accused of stalking his ex-girlfriend. Oh, I didn't know that. Bachelor contestant Cassie Randolph and was hit with a restraining order. Yeah, I don't like what this guy did. I don't like what he did at all. Going on The Bachelor, I mean, listen, if you know you're gay, you yeah. just don't do that. So you, you, you do pull... we know he... So he's, time, he says he, he was to struggling. Uh, listen, I don't believe anything anybody's saying here, but, I know. Uh, but I agree. It seems a little ridiculous. I got... So, Nick, I did the, I did the jump from... Wheel of Fortune into oh last night bachelor, bachelor? oh you poor bastard oh my <laughs> god Steve so many times this happened to me and I oh know, I know the pain god well my cat was sitting on my lap and the remote was I get it and so I get it it was Preston it's it's where she's going to family members <laughs> you know uh, to talk about him and it is so like the her, her uncle who she apparently has a lot of um, faith in his opinion. You know, this is going to be forever. Really? None of these. Do you know the odds that it won't be forever? So apparently, Steve, uh, in this particular season, there's a game, a drinking game you can play. Uh, You guys remember uh, Megan Dedusa? She was in the counter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. Megan's great. I think it's her birthday today or yesterday. Aww. Yeah, so happy birthday, Megan. Um, but she and her husband play this game uh, where you drink every time The Bachelor says, uh, thank you for sharing. <laughs> so, <laughs> she posted that on her Instagram account not that long ago. And, like, literally 30 seconds later, just while watching it, she, uh, she had to drink because the guy oh. said it. So apparently he says that all the freaking time. So, thank so you for sharing. Nick, I'm not even watching... <laughs> Really, I haven't consistently watched it all, but she's like, you know, you guys just have to, my father couldn't be here. My father couldn't be. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying to my wife, is it because the father is dead or what's the story? And, and so there's like a, a car pulls up in front and I go, it's going to be the dad. And sure as hell is. I just want to know, yesterday was Allison Dunlap's birthday. I don't know if it was Megan's birthday or not. I gotta, I'll gotta. find out. Oh, my God. In those pictures of Allison, she looks amazing. She does. Yeah. She looks uh, so good. She turned 40. Another and- former... Calendar yes. girl and photographer of many of the okay. calendars, yeah. Well, maybe she'll be on The Bachelor someday. Well, after months of speculation, Underwood, con- Underwood confirmed to people in December that he and Brown were dating. Love you! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love uh, you! I love this story. Uh, Sunday, Tim McGraw posted a video to Instagram uh, just ahead of the 1883 finale, and he wrote, This is the last episode, and we had so much fun making the show. My favorite thing was getting to work with my wife, but getting to work alongside Sam Elliott, who's just a legend. Uh, everything that you'd ever think that he was, he lived up to. He was one of the nicest, sweetest guys in the world. And he said, on one particular day, though, I told Sam, I said, thanks for doing this and being a part of this, and I just wanted to let you know that I've learned so much from watching you. He just looked at me and he said, oh, yeah? Well, I haven't learned an effing thing from you. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that guy. I do, too. 
Ah. That is the best. He Do you said, remember? So thanks, Sam. Enjoyed it. Uh, and this is your jam, Keith, right? You love this show? This is a great show. And, and Sam Kathy, Elliott is amazing. He is amazing. Uh, you know, you think of him in Roadhouse and all this other stuff. But I remember, you remember the first time we saw him, Preston? It was in a movie called The Lifeguard, where he was like this. Uh, it was a, um, uh, he was the hot male lifeguard on the beach. And he was like, a, like a, you know, he was a... Uh, Older, yeah, and he's try- making some life decisions. But from where that point till now, he is the seasoned veteran. Oh yeah, you know, Tombstone, all the stuff he's been in. That's been great. Yep, yep, absolutely. Uh, e News reports that former the Talk co-host Aisha Tyler uh, took Twitter on Sunday to clear up a Daily Mail mishap. The publication shared a photo of Tyler meeting Beyonce and Jay Z at Mother Wolf in L.A. But they mistakenly identified her as Sasha Obama, (laughs) former President Barack Obama's daughter. Tyler captioned the photo, Dear Daily Mail, very much appreciate you mistaking me for the lovely 20-year-old Sasha Obama. I'll assume that was due to my buoyant, youthful appearance and not just messy journalism. So she was having some fun poking at them a bit on that. Oh, this is, uh, all right, here you go. This is my favorite headline of all the stories today. All right. Angus Cloud once ate Megan the Stallion's sandwich. Oh. Mm-hmm. oh! Oh, you don't do that. How can we not report on this? <laughs> Say that again. The people, uh, Angus Cloud once ate Megan the Stallion's sandwich. People report the Euphoria star, Angus Cloud, accidentally ate Megan the Stallion's sandwich. Well... <laughs> While sitting beside her at Coach's New York Fashion Week show. <laughs> so, apparently, uh, this was... Was this... Who who wrote this? Oh, he... Some he, idiot! He said, uh, I would just walk around hungry and I see some snacks and stuff. They, <laughs> they was like, hey, that's Megan the Stallion sandwich. I was like, OS, my bad. Okay. I had to apologize. She was cool about it. Has anyone uh, optioned this story? No, not yet, Steve. We can jump on this now. For the sandwich? And get the rights for it. Who touched some pictures? The sandwich. The sandwich. Man. (laughs) That's Uh, a good sandwich. Dude, it belongs to Megan the Stallion. You know, Steve, I wanted to write a touchstone picture about this thing that happened to me on Sunday. Uh, I paid $10 for a $1 soda. And uh, I didn't realize for another couple of hours that the lady only gave me change as if I paid $5. Oh, oh my God. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I thought about saying it and I was like, Steve's going to give me this, this I will. treatment I, on I will it. Have to. It's so it's, it's moving. And yet you prevailed. You triumphed. I did. And now you're on a major market morning, morning show. show. That's right. Mm-hmm. Successful. <laughs> All right, uh, so <laughs> this is uh, not the world of entertainment, but this is certainly entertaining, and I had to throw this in here. Long before Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky bravely defended his country from the Russian invasion, he amassed a large following for his portrayal of an unlikely president in a sketch comedy, Servant of the People. Uh, the role catapulted Zelensky into Ukrainian superstardom, and in 2016, he recreated one of the show's most memorable memorable bits. It was a five-minute performance in which he plays the piano with his penis no. before a live audience of adorning fans. Now, I'm assuming they're just pretending right, like he right. was doing that. Uh, clips of Zelensky's 2016 performance went viral over the weekend, where fans were particularly complimentary of his take on the Jewish classic Hava Nagila. Also, according to The Hollywood Reporter, uh, Studio Canal recently confirmed uh, that Vladimir Zelensky did, in fact, voice 
the Ukrainian versions of Paddington and Paddington 2. It's pretty wild, huh? Yeah. Cool. Before become pre- becoming president, Zelensky was one of the most popular and successful comedians in the Ukraine. They called him a, like a Seinfeld-esque yeah. Yeah. level, at least there. Yeah, Press, so. this is that audio from him playing the piano with his penis. He's got to be using his testicles, too. I would think so, right? Right. You can't do that with just one. With one appendage. No way. Wow. (laughs) It's good. Uh, On that note, uh, Disney said on Monday that it is pausing the release of films in Russia, becoming the first Hollywood studio to weigh in publicly on the matter. Warner Brothers, which had vowed to press on with the release of the Batman, reversed course soon after Disney's announcement and said it, too, would enact a pause. Uh, Disney said in its statement... Uh, Given the unprovoked invasion of Ukraine and the tragic humanitarian crisis, we are pausing the release of theatrical films in Russia, including the upcoming Turning Red from Pixar. Uh, Turning Red was scheduled for release in Russia on March 10th. Uh, The Batman was scheduled to arrive in Russia cinemas on Thursday. Warner Media said we will continue to monitor the situation as it evolves. Uh, We hope for a swift and peaceful resolution to this tragedy. How long of a pause for the studios is unclear, uh, given the marketing runaway, runway needed to release films in theaters, Disney's action will almost assuredly affect two other films, however. Uh, they are Marvel's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, uh, scheduled for release on May 5th in Russia, and the animated Bob's Burgers, scheduled for the 26th of May. Uh, Warner's upcoming movies include Fantastic Beasts, The Secret of Dumbledore, and DC League of Super Pets. Do you think the news of the Bob's Burger stall will finally bring them to the table? I think it'll bring. Uh, I think it'll break this, the whole thing. We cannot do this. Uh, to I be want honest, to find out how the delightful family with the burger place how they do. So we'll see if it has an effect. Uh, we have, Marissa grabbed the clip of uh, Chihu. Oh, excellent! Uh, okay, Maui from Moana saying it. Ah, oh, there you go. There we go. And then there's another one. Play it again if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Uh, wait, hang on. Uh, go ahead. Ah, you have and, another riff on it. Uh, well, there's another one. Okay, right, here we go. Ah, there you go. All right, so I'm actually I'm too literal. That's, that's pretty close though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see, a couple other quick things, and then we will move on to the clips. Let's go with this. Uh, Peacock has handed a series order to Twisted Metal, a comedic half-hour live-action adaptation of the popular video game from Sony Pictures TV, PlayStation Production, and Universal Television. And... Anthony Mackie stars and executive produces the project. That's pretty cool. Uh, it is written and executive produced by Cobra Kai writer Michael Jonathan Smith uh, and Will Arnett and Mark Foreman, who secured the rights and material and helped put the adaptation together, also executive produced. So that's cool. So, as I remember, it's like a demolition derby game, Twisted Metal. Yeah, so based on the classic game series, Twisted Metal is a high-octane action comedy Based on an original take on Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, by the way, they were behind Deadpool and Zombieland, uh, about a motormouth outsider offered a chance at a better life. And here's the description. But only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland. With the help of a trigger-happy car thief, he'll face savage marauders driving vehicles of destruction and other dangers of the open road, including a deranged clown who drives an all-too-familiar ice cream truck. I remember that. Did you ever play the game? I didn't. I remember seeing videos of people playing it, but yeah. Uh, Mackie will star as John Doe, a smart-ass milkman 
who talks as fast as he drives. With no memory of his past, John gets a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to make his wish of finding community come true, but only if he can survive an onslaught of savage vehicular combat. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that will be joining another upcoming live-action series adapted of a hit PlayStation video game, and that's HBO's The Last of Us. Which Sony Pictures, Television, and PlayStation Productions. Man, I hope they do that right. Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty wild. It's it's an amazing story. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. All right, and with that, I think we are ready for the clips. Here we go. Where are they? Here they are. Eighteen years after the events of Star Trek Nemesis, Star Trek Picard follows the life of now retired Admiral Jean Luc Picard, and in this clip. Uh, Michelle Hurd, who plays Raffaella, shares what it was like to take on such an iconic role. I wasn't expecting that I took a job and all of a sudden there's like 10 million fans. Like, I, it's hard to wrap your head around that. And not just that there's so many, but there's people from all over the world watch Star Trek. <laughs> I'm actually going to, uh, by the way, season two of Star Trek Picard premieres uh, Thursday on Paramount+. Plus. We have a clip of uh, Patrick Stewart talking about... Uh, Showing up in Doctor Strange. Right. And uh, a lot of people pegged the voice. He was amazed by the fact that for that brief few seconds that you hear him without really seeing him, yeah. people picked up on Let, it. You know what? Uh, play play the clip first from the, okay. the trailer. And this is all people had to go on. Oh, here we go. Right here. We should tell him the truth. Uh, I mean, then, Yeah. That definitely sounds like him. Yeah, but, I, I, but you know what? Just hearing it that quick. In the right. barrage of it. all the stuff that's going on. That's, that's yeah. sharp ears. All right, so here's him talking about that. I actually didn't recognize my own voice. It <laughs> sounded different. Whether I had a cold or something at the time, I don't know. And all they saw was the back of my shoulder and I think my earlobe, nothing else. But I was astonished <laughs> that there would have been so many connections made. But it pleased me. In uh, preparation for this, my daughter's never seen the X-Men movies and we are... We're diving through them all. Excellent, it, man. We because this watched. is the long, this is yeah. the long melding of both universes. Yep. It happened in the comic books. Yep, yep. Yeah. So I'm excited. All right, uh, now we're ready for the next official clip. The book Showtime, which showcases the dynasty of the 1980s Lakers and rise of Magic Johnson and Jerry Buss, is getting a live action adaptation. Here, executive producer Adam McKay. Talks about what makes this miniseries different than anything he has done before. One of the more unusual shows we've ever done. We mix uh, multiple formats in uh, three, four different cameras shooting. It's very unusual looking, I think, beautiful looking show. Also, you're doing basketball. You have to have people looking tall. So you're using lifts, perspective. Yeah! Uh, the trailer looks awesome. Yeah. It does look great. And this is the movie, though, that, um, as we've learned since, and Adams had uh, said it, that drove him and Will Ferrell apart. Yeah. Because Will really he wanted, wanted lead. the role that John C. Riley is playing. And, yeah. And uh, Adam didn't see it that way. Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty premieres Sunday on HBO. So we will all be able to dive right into that and check it out for ourselves. And there you go. That is what I have for you in entertainment news. Uh, Very cool text. This uh, I don't think we've ever gotten a text from Latvia before. Oh. Uh, It says, hey, good morning. Uh, Good morning, it. (laughs) From Riga, Latvia. Or Riga. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. 
uh, here for a week and listening on the drive. Thanks for keeping me connected to reality. They drove from here to Latvia. They wow, drove from here to crazy. Latvia. That's amazing. Yeah, so uh, thank you, Mystery Texter. We appreciate you checking in. That's really cool. Of course, Riga Preston is Latvia's capital. It's okay. set on the Baltic Sea at the mouth of the river Dugava. That's it. Yes, yes. You, you know it well. Dog-gaba, yes, I yeah. do. So. All right, uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back Can in a say moment. something, Preston? Yes. I was reading that. Uh, we're, oh, you didn't know that? No. He didn't just know that, Nick. Huh. Uh, we'll come back in a moment. Loser. We've got a lot to get to today, <laughs> and uh, we'll run down the list of stuff here in a little bit. Stay with us. Wednesday from 4 to 6, Marissa from the Preston and Steve Show rocks the grand reopening of Planet Fitness in Fishtown. Check out the full club remodel and enjoy the food truck, giveaways, and an appearance from the Flyers Ice Team and more. Plus, it's the last chance to join for $0 down. Your fitness is essential. Join Planet Fitness in Fishtown today. All right. Uh, thank you, Kathy. By the way, it was the All That You Can't Leave Behind was, ah. was the name of the album, but it was called The Elevation Tour. Right. And I remember I saw that at the Wells Fargo Center. That was a great, yeah. great show. They started with all the lights on. Yeah. And uh, and and it and, which is weird because it usually came, the lights kill, the crowd goes crazy, right, and right. the band comes out. They started with all the lights on, and I think when they got the, the big course of A Beautiful Day, they shut all the lights off, and it just went kaboom. Oh, man, it was so good. And they came through town twice on that tour. Uh, the first time was before September 11th, and that was in the summer. And then they they played this Wells Fargo again, Wells Fargo Center again in the fall after September 11th had happened in 2001. And uh, they did a whole long tribute to a lot of people who had passed away that day. It was a really moving tour. Was the first uh, On the first leg of that, the first time around, did Kings of Leon open for them? Ooh. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Kings of Leon did open for them. I don't remember if it was that tour or not, Steve. Uh-huh. All right, anyhow, this has been your concert mo- moment on the President Steve Show. Now, how to repair a V8. Uh, no, actually, I have semi, well, it's not breaking news, motor? but no. What? <laughs> He's, He's got a semi. You said you had a semi. He jumped in with that. Ah, so, before yeah. I could finish what I was saying. That's right. it. Okay, so semi-breaking news is what I was going to oh, say. Okay. But anyhow. Breaking break, break. <laughs> Yeah, so we only get part of it because it's semi-breaking. Uh, oh, New Jersey's holdout as the sole U.S. state that still requires an attendant to pump gas could be in jeopardy. The only state. The only U.S. state. I thought for sure there'd be maybe one other. Right? Yeah. But Jersey holds the dubious honor. This is the one and only. Huh. Yeah. And by the way, I had pumped <clears throat> gas in New Jersey, so it's not like every single gas station you can't pump your gas. There are some gas stations where it's like, no, you can do that yourself. I did it at one not yeah. knowing. Yeah. I just grabbed it and went for it. Apparently, according to this uh, story, Casey, it is unlawful for someone other than an attendant to pump their own gas in New Jersey. I don't know why. Uh, I was at a Wawa gas station uh, just off of 55, and I I pulled in, and I sat at a bay for a while, and then eventually the guy's like, no, you got to do it yourself over there. No and kidding. And sure enough, I did. Okay. And then also, like, if you have a... Uh, Perhaps they had an, one island specifically for self-pumping? Uh, yeah. Wait, in yeah, New Jersey? An, yeah, an entire bay was was for self-pumping, or at least that's what... Maybe they were short-staffed that day, and that was their only choice. That's possible. But then also, if you have a motorcycle, a boat, a lawnmower, a gas can, like, you can pump... You have to pump your own gas with those as well. Um, So it's like, 
if you can pump your own, then why can't you pump your own well, gas? Well, you know what I mean? There's a tremendous amount. I know for a fact, having gone through Jersey and been in Jersey a number of times, that there are a number of places where you absolutely are not allowed to pump your gas. I thought it there's was. There's an attendant there. All of Jersey. Anytime I've ever tried to, like mistakenly, just, you know, because I'm used to it in Pennsylvania, I get like attacked. Like, no, 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 don't talk, don't get back. <laughs> I'm like, okay, sorry, I forgot. No, I sat there for a while. I'm like, what the freak? Where You're not getting a lot of support at? on the text board here, Casey. I don't care. I know what I did. <laughs> I understand that. Yeah. What I'm saying is that a lot of people are saying that what you were doing was either illegal, illegal or that the person running that Wawa uh, gave you the wrong information. Mm-hmm. Okay. A bill which is dubbed the Motorist Fueling Choice and Convenience Act could be on the legislative, uh, could be the legislative unraveling of a 73-year-old ban on allowing gas station patrons to stick the nozzle in their car and administer their own fuel. The new bill was introduced with bipartisan support on Monday afternoon. Uh, the legislation, if passed, would give the gas station owners the option to provide self-service, uh, and it would no longer make it unlawful for someone other than an attendant to pump their own gas, allow gas stations to offer full-service fuel, self-service fuel, or a combination, allow gas stations to offer a discount to customers who pump their own oh. gas. See, I don't mind it. I, uh, I, I don't like, mind either. I like, the, I like not having to get out of my car if it's cold or rainy or whatever. They would also require a calling device so that a person with a disability can receive assistance pumping their gas. Uh, allow those with disabilities to have their gas pumped by an attendant at a lower self-service price if it is offered. Now, here's what I'm curious about, and this is the reason I bring it up. Uh, is there anyone listening right now who's never pumped their own gas, ever, done it in their <laughs> life? I'm curious. 215-263-WMMR. And with that, would that mean that you've never left New Jersey? If you've never pumped your own well, gas, you, maybe? You could. Well, unless you, you are usually gassed up before you cross the bridge. Right. You or know, you have someone else do it for you because you've never done it. If you leave the state, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's possible. And there are possible people have... Listen, every state has people who have never... I assume... Maybe I'm making talking out of my ass. Yeah, Who've never know. left Jersey. Right. At all. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let me go to some calls. I'm going to go to Kim. Hey, Kim, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful, Kim. What's up? So that uh, Wawa station that Casey went to off of Route 55, mm-hmm. I drive a diesel pickup because I have horses. And we pump our own diesel here. There's very few places that want to get stinky and smelly or whatever, so you always have a glove. But that island at Wawa flat out says that you pump your own on just that island. Okay. So that's probably the one he pulled up to. And it's got diesel available there? Is it... So it's, it's diesel and regular gas. Okay. Because the one, because uh, to that point, Kim, when I pumped my own gas, it was at a Wawa, and it was, uh, and the... The guy came out, and uh, he started walking towards me, and uh, uh, I asked if it was okay, and he said, yeah, was, uh, yeah, no problem. Like, I, I, it, was, it was confusing because I was always under the, the uh, impression that you cannot, and so you're saying at, 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 at this one in particular, at least, they're bucking the system. Uh, yeah, and you got a lot of places, too, where the, the kids are just like, yeah, go ahead, do it, whatever. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, but that's... They're just letting you do it. It's not, you know. Yeah, it is against the law. It's like da- dancing is outlawed in New Jersey. But, I wonder if you anybody's know. ever gotten a citation for pumping their if, if pumping a gas, gas station for for letting people that pump their own gas if they've gotten in trouble with the law. Cited? I don't know. A letter of the law, right? Jersey's pretty strict on their laws. Um, yeah. Interesting. All right, thank you, Kim. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Uh, let me go to Frank. Hey, Frank. Good morning. 
Gadzooks. Gadzooks to you, sir. What's up, Frank? Uh, all right, guys. I am 36 years old. Well, yeah. I'm about to be 36. I've never pumped my own gas. Never wow. have pumped never. your own gas? No. Not once. You've never uh, pumped gas into a container for a lawnmower? You've n- well, never. Uh, in Jersey, I don't know where, like, Casey did that, but I've never been allowed to, like, fill my own gas tank. So what? Like, even for a lawnmower, they made me, like, yeah. They made, so, they, they they did uh-huh. it. Now, Frank, to, yeah, yeah, to, to Preston's question, if you've ever crossed over into another state. Yeah, what do you do? Yeah. So so I've filled up every time I've gone to another state. There we go. Uh, the one time I went to Maryland and I was like, I'm going to have to fill my own tank. But I was driving with somebody and they were like, ah, I used to be a gas attendant. I do it. And then they were like, you should watch me in case you ever. <laughs> right. It's never come up again. It's literally never happened. It's funny and that I've, that you make, it a, you make it a point to fill up before you know you're going to cross state lines, right? Because I don't know what to do now, and I'm too old to ask. Yeah. <laughs> you know what to ask? I'll tell you what, Frank, we can, we can. Oh, God. It's, it's like, really, it's very easy. YouTube video to fill gas. I don't even think they make YouTube videos for that. Because they're like, uh, you can figure out YouTube. Everybody knows. It's so obvious. Why would we even make a video? That's why there's no YouTube video for raising your arm. Oh, that's funny. All right, thank you, Frank. We appreciate it, man. Listen, it's... It's 49 states do it. 49 states allowed. There's just one. Oh, my gosh. You know? That's crazy. I can do something Frank can't. Yes! <laughs> You're like a regular mechanic compared to him. Uh, I'm going to go to, we have a few Lisas. I have Lisa S. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Good morning. How uh, are you guys? Wonderful, Lisa. What's your history with pumping gas? So, I have never pumped my own gas. How old are you, may I ask? I'm 33 years old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So one time I crossed a state border. Well, I've always been with somebody, but my husband was with me, and we got lost, I believe, in Queens, New York. And he let me get out of the car to get something. When I came back, he locked the doors and cracked the window, and he's like, you're going to learn how to pump your own gas. (laughs) And... And I got so upset, I started crying, and he let me back in the car. (laughs) You know, it's one of those things, though. What happens with things like this in life, and Lisa, I'm sure you'll agree, it's like, oh, yeah, I'll get around to it. And then so much time passes that now it becomes a thing. And and you slowly become sort of afraid to do it. And uh, and that's where you are right now. If if someone were to give you a a quick lesson in how to do it, would you be amenable to learning how to pump your own gas? I would. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Because it's. Don't let my husband teach me. All right. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> it's really not that hard. You yeah. know what we ought to do? We should sometime uh, down the road when we're, uh, you know, maybe when it warms up, we should have a, a gathering yeah. and teach people. Absolutely. Let them walk through. Coming out. And and how to pump their own gas and get it out of the way. We divergenize. Them. We'll put we'll put like folding chairs by yeah. the pump so that you can see how it's done. Yep. And uh, like a little chalkboard and everything, and then you the whole deal. Use some lube to make Absolutely. it easier. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's not a bad. I think idea. I actually pumped gas for the first time. I might have been four years old. Okay. Uh, now was, you were pumping on old school. Yeah. Right. Equipment. Yeah. This was down in like the D.C. area, and. Uh, it was like a big deal. I was like, "Can I try that?" And they were like, "Yeah." You know, I'm not they, but the person I was with. They were like, "Yeah, go ahead, try it." And I don't know why, but it was for me at that time the coolest thing that ever it's happened to me sexual. in my life. Yeah. God, not only that, pump gas. He used to siphon gas oh, all, all the time, time. all the time. Oh. You know what, man? Um, <laughs> yeah. We had a um, we had a kerosene we had two kerosene heaters in uh, in my house growing up, and we had a giant barrel 
of kerosene in our uh, garage. And every week or so, we would have to go out, me and my older brother, we would have to go out and, and pump the kerosene from the barrel into, like, the little can of sure, kerosene. Yeah. So, right. I mean, I was doing that stuff really early on. Uh, let me go to Gene. Hey, Gene, good morning. Good morning, guys. Hey, what's up, Gene? Okay, I work at a 7-Eleven in Philadelphia right off 95. Okay. There's been multiple people that come in and have to walk into the store because they can't pump their gas. They just don't show them. Sometimes they're get, like the cap is missing. They're like, "Well, where is it?" I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> so, so what, how do you handle that? Do you will somebody go out and pump it for them? Even though you, I mean, well, they had to go buy another. Ca- yeah, you can fill it up. Just be careful. Go back, trace your tracks if you can find it. Wow! Wow! Yeah. yeah. Oh, Multiple man. people. This happens all the time. All right, Gene. Do they do they seem embarrassed when they come in and ask for it? Sometimes, usually yeah. the, the men do. Yeah. Have you ever seen somebody? Because this happens, I know a fair amount where someone will not look at the pump or not look at what they're doing, and they'll put diesel. I haven't seen uh, that. Yeah. Have you ever seen that happen, Gene? <laughs> no, I've never seen that happen. No. Yeah, yeah. that can that, that can mess things up pretty good. It sure yeah. can. Yeah. All right, thanks, Gene. Appreciate thanks, it. Yep. There's a gas station by my house that is not clearly labeled diesel or you know the regular fuel you would get for your car, and I stand there every time I go, and I'm like, <laughs> okay. Which one is it? You know, like, and I think one has like a red handle, one has a green handle, and I, I, I think it's like you would expect the diesel to be the red, you know, like stand right. out, but it's not. Whatever it is, it's not clearly labeled, so I have to like look and make sure. And it's written diesel like on the side, so you have to yes. go to the side of the pump to make sure. <laughs> I thought I that the see nozzles that. wouldn't fit. They won't fit. They okay. won't fit. I think. Um. Well, shoot. <laughs> one. Well, one would fit. One, one would, would fit. Be, the yeah. other wouldn't. Yeah, I know um, what you're saying. Do you know what you don't see on the on the on the pumps? And they used to have them where the the spring they would have a spring, like yeah. a, like a spring thing that you would push right, push it and kind of hold it in place. It, you don't, don't see those anymore. anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember uh, Bam Margera has a, a Lamborghini, and his friend Brandon Novak was driving it and accidentally put oh my god diesel, diesel gas <laughs> into his Lambo. Ooh, wow. Uh-huh. Hang on, somebody wants to defend Casey. I'm going to go to Tom. Hey, Tom. Good morning. No, this is John. Oh, oh, hey, John, you're on the air. Go ahead, buddy. Hello there. Hi. Um, coming over to Commodore Barry Bridge. Hey, Casey, it's John from Delco. Oh, <laughs> dude. Okay. Yeah, I remember uh, you. <laughs> um, my my wife teaches her kids. Oh, oh okay. What's up, John? How you uh, doing, man? So, so the Wawa over 322, <laughs> right there, uh, uh, right where the CVS is. Yes. yes. I was there Friday night. And I pulled in, and it was a diesel pump and a regular pump. And I was sitting there for a while, and I looked over, and a guy didn't have a Wawa thing on. He was pumping his gas. And the attendant came over and said, when you're at a diesel bay, you can pump your own gas. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the case. Hey. Or maybe it was dress down day at the Wawa. Hey, John Howe, uh, <laughs> I think that was actually the the Wawa that I was at, not the one at the at the base of uh, the uh, 55. I think I'm pretty sure it was that one. So the are they scoffers like... over there? What's the story? Yeah, are they, and then are there's, they there's another gas station across the way, too, and then the CVS is right there. So. Yeah, it's a Sinclair that's across the street from that one. Yeah, huh. yeah. So if you're at a diesel bay in Jersey, you're allowed to pump because they have little signs there. 
My wife and I honeymooned at Diesel Bay, Preston. Lovely. Yeah. It's beautiful. When the loons return. I have pumped my own Well, you guys have a good day. Thank you, Have a good night, John. John's a great guy. I I have pumped my own gas three times in in Jersey. One time uh, at that Wawa. Another time when I was pumping gas into my uh, Vespa. And then the third time... Man, you keep you keep a, a comprehensive journal of your gassing well, situation. Well, so the last time this is I, I had made a mistake. So I didn't know that when you bought gas cans at your hardware store that the colors were the types of fuel that you yeah. were supposed. Oh, right. So you blue blue yeah. is, um, kerosene. is kerosene. Yeah. And yeah. so I just like the way the blue one looked. Uh. And uh, <laughs> and so I bought that one. And so the guy wouldn't pump gasoline into yeah. my car. Sure. Oh, it was an inappropriate container. Yeah, dangerous. yeah, yeah. That, that's how they, they get that way. Yeah. But he kind of turned his uh, head and was like, you know, you can do it if you want. Yeah. And he was like, okay. but I, I cannot. Tell you what, take me out back, give me a handy, I'll let you do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go to Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. Oh, that was my Gary Lauer impression. Oh, that was not That's bad. Great. What's up, Brian? Hey, uh, I I went down to my gas station. Uh, I live in Pennsylvania, and the gas attendant or the uh, attendant from inside was outside, and I talked to him all the time. He had just witnessed a girl from New Jersey. He had to go outside because she was trying to spray the gas in from several inches away oh, no. outside of the thing and sprayed it all over the ground. Oh, so she God. didn't insert the nozzle into no. the hole and was just like almost like one of those squirt games at a carnival. Yes, exactly. Yes. Hey, real quick, uh, yeah. it's a, uh, I'm a human snowball. I just want to say, uh, oh, oh man, nice. that's awesome. Happy uh, cardboard classic week. Normally, to yeah, yep, yeah, uh, we we miss it too, Brian. But yeah. next year, man, next year for sure. All right, yeah. Yeah, but there was a there was a huge puddle of gas on the ground. So, <laughs> of course, there was. Like for a couple of seconds. I'd love to see that. That's funny. Thanks, Brian. All right, later, guys. And that's another thing for us to do: play the the uh, the carnival game, but <laughs> using right <laughs> using gas pumps. <laughs> And then I you go, you go. Obviously, you you did it. Pierre's done it. Pull away with oh. the, with the pump in. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, DJ. Uh, DJ. Good morning. Good morning. Long time caller, first time listener. Hey, oh, welcome. Right, you sir. did it the other way. Yeah. Very few people do that. So wait a minute. You you had an incident at the pump, right? Yeah. So my mom's side. She lives in New Jersey, uh, Ocean City. So I uh, went down to visit my grandma and my grandpa, and I pulled into the gas station, and it was a Wawa, and I'm standing there, and there's no uh, nobody to pump my gas. So I get out. I start pumping my gas. All of a sudden, I see a cop car flick its lights on, and it pulls into the gas station, and he comes up to me, and he goes, oh, where are you from? And I was like, oh, Pennsylvania. And he goes, you know, it's against the law to pump your gas in Jersey. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that. So uh, next thing I know, he's flipping out a citation book, and he's giving a $50 citation to me. Wow. A $50 ticket for pumping gas. Wow. I didn't know it was illegal. And he, came up, <laughs> he came off the road into the gas station just to come and mess with me. You would think it wow. like a warning. Hey, I'm going to let you know you can't do this, and there you go. But, I mean, so well, He's like, where are you from? And I was like, Pennsylvania. And he goes, well, you know, in Jersey, it's illegal. And I was like, well, that's news to me. <laughs> Wow! Thing I know, I'm getting a fifty dollars fine. Oh, oh that sucks. <laughs> I'm gonna. I suppose you're gonna tell me the drugs I have in the trunk are illegal too. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Thanks, DJ. Yeah. I wasn't sure. Fifty I, bucks. I yeah. thought it was maybe just a you know 
listen, do this, uh, follow the rules, or and and we kind of look the other way. But no, I guess I guess they'll get you if they how, really feel like it. How did it end up that New Jersey was the only state? I mean, I guess Oregon did at one point, but like, how, how are they the holdout? It's a, you always say they follow the money. So so somewhere along the line. Now, mind you. What is a cool thing? <laughs> We're watching the Zoolander gas fight from the uh, the movie. Uh, um, <laughs> the uh, uh, you know there there are people who are hired to do that to pump the gas. You know, so that's that's the deal. I, I, but yeah, what would what would make this the only state that is currently adhering to this? <laughs> Rule. Reading this story says one of the arguments against uh, lifting the prohibition was that it would eliminate part-time jobs for thousands of New Jerseyans. Yeah. But given the job market shift since the pandemic, that might not hold the same weight as it once did. So this might be a good opportunity uh, to allow that to happen. And also the, yeah. uh, charging stations and, and electric uh, stuff. Uh, is playing a part into this as well. Uh, the rest of the country is rapidly growing, trying to expand the electric vehicle market, and by adding charging stations as more people are buying battery-powered cars, perhaps the bans on doing will simply come down to just following what the other 49 Can you use those done. on a regular car? Yeah, you just stick I it in tried. the gas pump. <laughs> All right, Steve, there are two reasons here that are listed. Um, and, and this is Mental Floss, which is a great site. And uh, so there was the 1949... Uh, Retail Gasoline Dispensing Safety Act and regulations. It banned drivers from pumping their own gas in New Jersey. And the the main, the initial reason was it was a fire hazard, right? People didn't know how to do it. Uh, If somebody was smoking, it it could cause a fire. fire. However, it says the government version might not be the whole story. The passage of the act was motivated by something a little less pure than safety, money. Ah, In the 1940s, when self-service was unheard of in most, uh, most of the country, a gas station owner named Irving Rengold... Uh, offered lower prices to customers willing to pump their own gas. So it was a gimmick, and that became a threat to rival gas. There we go. There you go. And 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 the other rivals probably had influence with the politicians. Exactly. Wow. Follow the money. It's always the case. All right, let me go to, uh, I'm going to go to Tracy. Hi, Tracy. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, Tracy. What's up? I have never pumped my own gas. Never? Never. How how old are you, Tracy? 53. 53. 53. And uh, what happens when you leave the state? Well, usually I'm traveling with somebody. Okay. Or, I mean, even I just make sure I fuel up before I go anywhere. Okay. Because it's actually the longest running joke in my family. <laughs> I, I want to be grandmothered in. Like, I, yeah. I don't even want to learn. All right. So, yeah. so you just want to go ahead and hold out. Oh, I really do. <laughs> that's kind of cool. She's got a mission. Yeah. I, that's cool, Tracy. And so stick with it. What do you Now, mind you, actually, you could do that. What if... She gets to the point where she ports over to like a Tesla or something, yeah. and gas is not even yeah. an issue. Or yeah. I mean, listen, a lot of gas stations have self-serving, full service. So you just if you pull up to the full Do service bay, yeah, 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 that My, would be, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So you I, have, a, you, I wouldn't be able to do it. You Thank have a you, master Tracy. plan in mind. Oh, that's very cool. Good luck. To Finish you. off life without pumping gas. Case I, I don't know anywhere near me that has any full. My service Liberty gas station opportunities. Fritz's Liberty, uh, they have a full service bay. Wow, Marissa, what are you you're pointing down here? There's one here in Narberth. It might be cash only too. Okay. <laughs> or it's definitely yeah. Cheaper it's sometimes cash. that's a that's a. Um, oh, you have to you have to go inside to pay, or that that you pay cash yeah. in order to get oh. uh, the uh, uh, full serve. Oh, they, they, okay. I got the you. one down on Belmont uh, that we're passing that I pass on. It's on the right hand side before you get to I think it's a Conoco before you get to the Schuylkill Expressway. 
the credit card machines in the pumps haven't worked for like a year. Oh, forever. I, I, I stopped going. Oh, on Belmont? I, yeah. yeah. I I stopped, they can go inside. I stopped going to that one. I go to, there's a Sunoco across the street, and I go to that one That's now. That's the one I go to. Exactly. And it's, it, it, it's, hard, it's more difficult. It is. But you have to I'll make a there. left instead yeah. of making a right, but it's such a pain in the ass because every time you have to go in and out, and like if there's a line, and sometimes the pumps well, are slow and blocks. Here's, here's my issue is I want to fill my tank all the way up. That's it. And you have to give them the amount ahead of time. I don't know. $20? I don't know. Well, what if they give you a crystal? Ball, Preston. Yeah. yeah. And so, why does it does it cost more to pay for gas with a card than cash? Because they get charged. They get a charge of a processing fee. Uh, let me try bartering with chickens. Uh, let's go to uh, John. Hey, John. Good morning. Hey, sorry about you guys at work. It's okay. What's up, John? So I went to college in Central Pennsylvania, probably like 150 miles from New Jersey, right? And there were kids. There were students from New Jersey who would, like, come to campus in, you know, in the fall. they drive their cars around town a little bit, and then they wouldn't be able to fill them up. <laughs> it was... It was, a, it was a really common thing to have to take your friends from just abandoned cars all over the town. <laughs> so, they would, them what to do. So, so, John, they'd run out of gas. They hadn't learned how to pump gas. And so other people would have to take them or help them pump the gas? It, yes. It, it was normally a one-time thing, you know. But it, it's not that hard to figure out. But it was a fairly common Common occurrence. That's okay, funny. Yeah. That, but okay. that, that speaks exactly to this, Preston. Yeah, you, yeah. it just Thanks, gets, it gets away. It's like forty-year-old virgin. It just it gets away from you. Yes, and then it becomes too late. Yeah. And you get scared yeah. and you don't want to uh, deal with it. Uh, hang on a second. There was one. Um, yeah, let me let me go to Melissa. Hey there, Melissa. Hi. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Ed, <laughs> Melissa. You've never pumped your gas, right? I have never. I'm forty-six. Um, I moved to New Jersey when I was four, okay. and then we moved um, to Wisconsin and Missouri, and even while there, I have never pumped my gas. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, how did you get away with that in other states? Well, because I, I was younger, so I either had my mom with me or my dad or my sister or my brother, so mm-hmm. if I knew that car needed to be filled, I made sure that I was with somebody. Would you get Would you get nervous as you started to watch the needle go down? No, no. Okay. Actually, and, and I hope my husband is not listening <laughs> because I drive him crazy with this. I hate stopping to get gas, um, even though I don't have to pump it because now I'm back in New Jersey, but... Steve, they should have refueling vehicles like they do with aircraft. Right, to pull up and, and they just drive next to you while you're driving down the highway and fill it up yeah. for you. So now my car, it has that countdown. So it tells me how many miles I have to go um, before I'm empty. Right. And I have discovered that you can go about five more miles after it says. <laughs> so, so you really pushed it to the limit. Uh. I do. And my husband's like, don't ever call me if you run out of gas. But I know he will come and help. <laughs> yes. But, um, That's funny. So, yeah. So I just, I just never mm-hmm. did it. And I think it was kind of like what you said about the uh, 40-year-old virgin. Mm-hmm. Like, I never did it. So now I have a lot of anxiety. <laughs> yes. Right. Sure. Right. You need. I know you how need... stupid that sounds. But, yeah. What you need is a very tender gas station attendant yes. to lead you through it. For the first time. Yeah, to yep. make you feel comfortable and yep. maybe a shoulder massage, mm-hmm. and then you'll be good yeah. to go. Yeah. A little 
little handy and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. All right. Thank, Thank you, Melissa. My husband, I think he'll try and do that for me. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> all right, thanks. I, you know what? It's been so long since I've ever run out of gas. Huh. Uh, I think I remember there was one time I literally, Steve, I coasted into the gas station. On fumes. Uh, no, yeah. I mean, like, it was dead. Dead. Like, I mean, there were no fumes left. Wow. Wow. I had it neutral. I just, it was like, bip, 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 and it went out, and there was a gas station, and I literally coasted <laughs> into the pump. I'm like, this is freaking amazing. I that, couldn't believe it. You couldn't plan that out if you No, no. no. Yeah. It was miraculous. Yeah, yeah. You guys remember ever, uh, Putting just five dollars worth of gas in your car. Oh yeah, that's all you could afford. That's all. Case, <laughs> during years ago, when they had odd even license plates yeah. during, during the uh, the Carter administration. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, 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 the crisis. Uh, but I, I was a young driver, and I, I waited in a line to put like eight dollars of gas oh, in the car. Casey grabbing change out of the console oh, yeah. and like, like, okay, I can do five dollars and forty seven cents. And having to, that, that's, that's yeah. it. That's your option yeah. at that point. Uh, I forgot what hurricane it was, but when it hit Florida, my mom and sister were there, and gasoline was a real issue. Getting gasoline was very, very difficult, and there, there were big, long lines, huge lines. an hour and a half, and stuff like that. Do you remember? Uh, so it would happen occasionally where the guy, the gas station attendant, would lose track and say, "Give me ten dollars." Yeah. And uh, they would run over the amount, you know, like, and, and come back. Mm-hmm. Like, I asked for 10. Right. You know, and you'd get a little extra free gas. I'm going to go to, Lisa's been on hold for 20 minutes. Let me go to her. Hi, Lisa. Good morning. Lisa, are you? Good morning. Yes. Hi there, Lisa. What's up? Hi. Hi. <laughs> so I am 39 years old, have lived in New Jersey all my life, and have never pumped my own gas. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so the question, and we've been asking people, is when you leave the state, and I'm sure you have driven out of state, what do you end up doing? So I used to work in Philadelphia, and I would always stop at the Wawa right before the bridge and, and fill up so I wouldn't have to do it in Pennsylvania. There you go. <laughs> and, and so gas... We had, taken, we had taken a trip to Florida. My husband and I rented a car, and I made him fill it up because I didn't know how to. And I had that anxiety about, oh, am I going to do it right? So, Lisa, you, you still have it now. Would you be willing, if someone were to teach you, take the time and teach you, would you be willing to learn? Or now, is it a point of pride that you have never filled your own gas tank? It's actually a point of pride. And I kind of <laughs> feel like that last caller where I want to be grandfathered in so I don't have to do it. You're right. <laughs> right? Oh my God. That method of transportation will be gone. I, I like Steve's idea. Get an electric car, yeah, yeah. and then you just have never pumped gas in your entire <laughs> life. Right. Yeah, yeah I love it. I'm good. I'm good. I'd be on board for that. All I right. love it. All right. Thank you, Lisa. By the way, man, there's there have been times where I've been in the city and been concerned because I've been low on gas. I'm like, and of course, now you have a GPS and you can, you know, there, there are nav systems where you can find a gas station. Nearest like, gas station. Where, where are any gas stations? There's, I know where they are now. It sucks. When you're I remember at a time where I'd be like, I don't know where to go to get gas around here. There was, uh, so the Cross Bronx Expressway for the longest time in New York was, the basic edict was that if you ran out of gas, set your own car on fire and leave. <laughs> Because it was just going to be vandalized. And I remember I was really low, and it was bumper to bumper. And, no, and you know, when you're sitting there, you're watching, you're actually watching it go down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is a terrifying thing. All right, one more quick call, and I apologize to everybody who's been on hold for so long uh, that I didn't get to you. But Taylor is fairly new to the area. I'm going to go to her. Hey, Taylor, or is this a guy? Taylor? It's me. All right, hi, Taylor. How you doing? Hi. Good. I actually just moved here in July. Okay. And whenever I first pulled up to a New Jersey gas station, I got out, got ready, like, put my card in, everything, got ready to pump, and here comes people flying out, no, 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 <laughs> screaming at me. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. You didn't know. Where Where are you from, Taylor? 
Louisiana. From okay. Louisiana. Okay, so you've been pumping your gas your entire life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Hell, your your gas stations sell booze down in Louisiana. <laughs> yep, and so does so do our Walmarts and pharmacies. <laughs> <Yeah>. Drive-thrus. <laughs> All right, so so they, they come up and they say, oh, wait, 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 what are you doing, what are you doing? And then yeah. what what is that? Uh, you're like, what what's wrong here? Oh, yeah, and they're like, well, you can't pump your own gas. And I'm like... Yes, I can. They're they're thinking, they're just making an assessment of your abilities when what they're really saying is that it's against the law. So how did that end up? Well, they told me it's against the law, and I'm like, well, I'm sorry. And they're like, well, just get back in your vehicle and just don't do it again. (laughs) All right. Wow. Don't do something you can do. Don't do it again. All right. So you've been there. You've been in Jersey since uh, July. Are you now used to the process? Oh, I just go on base now because I get to pump my own gas. Ah, oh, are you military? My husband is. Okay. There you go. Right, okay, well, you go. excellent. All right, thank you, Taylor. We appreciate <laughs> thank it. Thank you. Would right, that we'll be see worth him. enlisting to pump your own <laughs> yeah, gas? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Why are you signing up, son? I want to pump my own gas, sir. As <laughs> <laughs> good a reason as I've ever heard, son. <laughs> Uh, all right, well, we'll see where this goes because it's been uh, bills like this have been introduced before. But it seems like this one might have a little bit more uh, momentum to it. It's got bipartisan support. Uh, you have the the shift in in uh, in the job uh, world, and maybe they'll finally make it legal in New Jersey for How? you to pump your own gas. They're like suggesting that. in some in some businesses and in some industries sw- switching to a four day work week just to compensate for the difficulty in finding employer employees yeah. yeah so all right well anyhow thank you for the calls we appreciate that oh and we would like to uh we would like to award you my friend for listening and hanging out our friends at reader water uh, readers water ice are here this morning and i have a 25 dollars gift card for call number 16 because the wait is over readers is now open yeah serving up all your favorite frozen treats you can stop by for some happiness with a delicious italian ice or creamy frozen custard. 215-263-WMMR, 16th caller. We set you up. We'll be back in just a moment. B-Files on the way, yes? Isn't today the first day of meteorological the meteorological spring? first day of spring. That is correct. We'll be back in a second. Stay there. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, before we get to the bizarre file, uh, I have a short out I'd like to do. All right. Uh, it's kind of a, it's a bittersweet one. Um, I got this from Brian Bullock. He says, Preston, Tuesday, March 1st, is the third three-year anniversary of the best cardboard classic era ever. Mm. You guys let us get married on top of the hill. It was a great day, and we won a trophy for completely destroying our church at the bottom of the hill. (laughs) This past year was a really tough one on her and I to the point we almost got divorced. Wow. But we are figuring it out and making good on our promise to each other that day. So if you could give my dear wife a she, uh, it says a Shlila? Ashley. Oh, (laughs) Ashley. 
That's how you spell Ashley. A S H L E A. I thought I was. I'm. No, I normally see it A S H L E Y. Uh, so if Ashley, <laughs> if you could give my dear Ashley a huge nasty shard out for putting up with me, that would be great. Thank you guys for being included in our special day. We love you all, Brian and Ashley Bullock. So here I you want go. you two to really listen to this. All right. <laughs> Okay. I hope they heard it. Understand what that means and about that bond you made. Yes, exactly. That was awesome. I forgot about that. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, we had that wedding at the top. Did Bert, was Bert Kreischer a part of the, the wedding <sighs> ceremony? He was there, He was right? there. Yeah. I was, was there um, at it the was, top of the hill. It was awesome. Uh, they got married, and then they pushed him down the hill right after that. It was the best. I tell you what, I, I, I we, and the plans are, are in motion to get us back to the Cardboard Classic. But every time I think about memories of some of the great ones, even that horrible Nor'easter one, it was awesome. Yep. Yeah. Um, I was just having a conversation about that. So I was up there this weekend, and Jack Frost doesn't even have those tubing hills opened. No They're, kidding. It's grass. Okay. <laughs> yep. Wow. Um, yeah. So our friends at Wilson's Secret Sauce are having a... Um, Cardboard Classic Remembrance Party on Friday. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so they're asking for donations to be, uh, and all donations are, are going to go to Phil Abundance. So if you go to Wilson Secret Sauce uh, uh, Instagram page, all the details are there. But it's going to be in the morning, and he wants to do this for charity. It's pretty fun. All right, I like right. that. Yeah. Love it. Thank you, Steve. We appreciate that. <clears throat> um, okay, and now I see we have a call here to go yeah. to. Yes. <clears throat> Before we uh, get to the bizarre file, and Casey had mentioned one of our former calendar girls, it's her birthday today. Uh, and she was, uh, Nick, you had mentioned a drinking game that she came up with concerning The Bachelor, the television show. Yeah, well, Steve uh, had the unfortunate situation of going from Wheel of Fortune into The Bachelor last <laughs> night, which I've done many times. And Megan and I follow each other on Instagram, and she and her husband play this game where it's a drinking game, and every time anybody, well, I'll let her explain it. All right, yeah. thank you. All right, uh, hi, Megan, happy birthday. Hey. Hey. How Thank you doing? You. I'm good. How are you? Good. We miss you dearly. I miss you guys. Oh, my goodness. Gosh, it's been way too long. Where, yes. where are you these days, by the way? I, I'm still in Philly. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then I'm we... never leaving. I love this city too much. Good. <laughs> All right. So what's your what's your bachelor drinking game real quick? So my husband and I, um, well, there's a couple games, but the one this season is every time Clayton says, Thank you for sharing. Yes. Um, <laughs> after someone bears their gut-wrenching, vulnerable darkest secrets that makes them cry. He just says, thank you for sharing. Um, you have to drink. And we've been pretty much drunk. This <laughs> <laughs> so so what, do you have a, a follow-up phrase? Because uh, they, there are so many hackneyed um, uh, you know, like, like the uh, SNL makes uh, a parody constantly of, can I steal you for a second? Oh, yeah. Can, right. Or anytime the word journey is mentioned. Journey, yes. Journey. Yep. Um, this is our journey. Um, can I borrow you for a second? We just pretty much call it sitting and talking. <laughs> we don't even go on dates. They don't eat. They don't do anything. They just sit and talk. Yeah. And it, then they go, let me grab you for a second and let's go sit and talk. <laughs> all right. So I like I like your concept for, for this one. Though the, the guy is... Uh, is is just a staggering dummy, and and the the, the women are are um it's standing. It, it's it's just <laughs> it's just a mess. But I, I guess that's what people are drawn to. Yeah. Well, I mean, usually the the lead has a little more charisma. Um, I I have to give credit to my husband. He I was cracking up. He referred to Clayton as. The human equivalent of a sandwich that got wet. <laughs> a moist That's sandwich. Close. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a sandwich of a human being. Oh, oh. God. All right. Well, I love that. People need to try that out. The uh, thank you for sharing. Yes. Uh, drinking game with yes. the That's awesome. All right. Hey, happy birthday, Megan. It's great to hear from you. We Thank miss you. Thank you, guys. Miss you tons. All right. We'll see you later. All right. There she goes. The birthday Yay. girl. Yay. 
calendar from 2009. <laughs> Megan was in that. I'll never forget that one. That was and a, she was uh, also a, a wonderful one. Upper she was like, hierarchy of, of the Hooters organization. She was like the yeah, yeah. calendar girl for right. for uh, Hooters there. She she won all kinds of championships and stuff. Okay, listen, bizarre file. We got to do that. We got to do it now. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. Brought to you this morning by Horizon Services Leaks Clogs. Cold water. Uh, Horizon Services can resolve that plumbing to-do list fast, fixed or installed the same day as your confirmed appointment, or it is free. Visit horizonservices.com slash book to book in 30 seconds. A man suspected in a series of Central Florida crimes broke a beer bottle over his head and was shot by a sheriff's deputy who thought that the sound was a gunshot. Not your day. Polk County Sheriff Grady Judd said Saturday that deputies were trying to arrest the 27-year-old man when he stood up through the sunroof of a pickup truck holding a rifle in one hand and a bottle of Bush Light beer in the other. The sergeant, who was behind the suspect and wasn't able to see the bottle, heard the popping noise and thought the man had shot at his deputies. He fired one shot, hitting the man in the neck. Oh. Uh, The man... Was taken to a hospital with injuries that were thought to be not like uh, that were thought to be life threatening. Uh, no one else was injured in the Saturday morning shooting. The man who was with a female companion had stolen a red pickup truck, and that was from a supermarket parking lot in Winter Haven. A short time later, the pair went into a tire store and asked for an employee and asked for money. Uh, when there was no money, the man took a rifle from a duffel bag and pointed it at the employee, started looking around for money, but left when a customer arrived. Deputies began looking for the pair, spotted the red pickup truck. They were unsuccessful in using stop sticks, and the man tried to hit a deputy with the truck. As he continued, deputies were able to close in around him. The man put the rifle under his chin and told deputies that he'd kill to told them to kill him. He then dropped the uh, from the sunroof out of sight for a moment, then stood up with a rifle in one hand and a bush light beer bottle in the other, smashed it against his own forehead, breaking the bottle, which, by the way, <laughs> you gotta, you have to really hit hard to break yeah. a bottle. You could... The, how he was able to do that right, to himself. without knocking himself out. And how his body would allowed himself yeah. to do that, you know? So... Uh, the deputy fired, striking the man, and uh, they obviously took him to the hospital. So, wow. He's had better days. He's had better days. Uh, talk about having better days. A severely disabled woman was found by police inside a car that had been in a tow yard for nine days. Wow. Nine days. I have no idea how this woman survived. Maybe she had some water or something with her, but I'm not sure. Around 3.15 p.m. on February 14th, Police responded to a report of a missing person. The reported person told police her severely disabled sister had not been seen since earlier in the month. Wow. An investigation revealed the woman was last seen February 5th when her mother parked her car at a gas station and walked off, leaving her daughter in the car. At the request of the gas station, the car was privately towed to Skyway Towing. And no one noticed this person? Bon Palza, who uh, one of the gas station workers, uh, said one of the gas station workers knocked on the car... Uh, to make sure nobody was in it, my driver had done the same, and we thought we were clear. Uh, he's the manager of the tow company, by the way. Officers contacted Pauza about prying open the car, and he said it was a discovery he will never forget. He said, in 30 years of towing, I've never seen anything like this. According to police, the woman had been in there for nine days, alone in the tow yard, enduring near-freezing weather. The woman is severely disabled and likely wouldn't have been able to call out for help. She was taken to the hospital in serious condition, so I'll keep God an eye out lady. for her. A follow-up on that story. That, that's why I keep loose pudding in my cup. That's a good smart. idea. Yeah. 
Uh, there is risky, and then there is insanely risky, and then there's breaking into the police station to rob the commanding officer's office, which is exactly what cops say happened in the Bronx. According to a senior police official, about 10 p.m. on Wednesday, personnel at the 52nd Precinct discovered Carlos Luciano inside their CO's office. He had apparently entered through a first-floor window, um, and uh, he damaged the window in the process. On being discovered, an official said Luciano took off running through the station. He was captured on the first floor and taken into custody where he was charged with burglary. I got to wonder if he knew where he was or not. I have no idea. You would see all sorts of signs and things that might lead you to believe you shouldn't be there. Yeah. All right, and then uh, we'll do this story. A human hand and three placentas have been sent from a university in Brazil destined for an unorthodox fashion designer in Singapore in a case of suspected human organ trafficking. A human hand and three placentas, and this is going to some sort of fashion thing. Yeah, so the hand and placentas were plastinated, a common preservation method for museums and research before being shipped from Amazonas State University in Brazil. I could see using the placentas as clutches. Uh, Police then carried out an anti-trafficking raid after receiving information about the possible trafficking of human remains, and a professor for the school's anatomy lab has been suspended if found guilty of international trafficking of human organs. He'll face up to eight years in prison. Plastinization, by the way, is a modern technical process for preserving biological material. Uh, it removes bodily fluids and fats through chemical methods, substituting them for plastic resins like silicone, polyester, and epoxy, resulting in a dry, odorless, and durable tissue. It's what Khloe Kardashian did to her face. So it is thought that uh, the remains were to be used by a famous Indonesian fashion designer for manufacturing accessories, clothing, with human material. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the designer... <laughs> be allowed to do that? The designer, Arnold Putra, has come under fire in the past for designer accessories made of human remains after creating a bag made of ethically sourced human spines and alligator tongues, with some media outlets reporting the spine to be that of a child. Putra claimed that he had papers stating the parts were sourced from a medical surplus in Canada. That's wow. ghoulish. All right, and then we'll do this one, and then we'll wrap. A Spanish company is pouring tens of millions of dollars into becoming the world's first commercial octopus farm in spite of mounting evidence that the creatures can feel pain and pleasure, never mind the environmental impacts of cephalopod farming. Aren't they going to dry up in those open fields? You would think so, right? So uh, Nueva Pescanova is the company set to start farming octopi pending European Union approval and the spotlight significance... Significant ethical and environmental concerns looming over the startup fishery that's already loaded about $74 million into its efforts. Octopi have been getting unprecedented attention in recent years. From the 2014 video of an octopus walking on land to the endless stream of footage showing octopi adorably and sometimes ferociously fighting with other aquatic animals and humans alike. These feisty creatures are beloved online and off as evidence of Netflix's stunning uber-popular <laughs> documentary, My Octopus Teacher. Yet in spite of the overwhelming public and scientific acknowledgement of their intelligence, uh, which led uh, last year to the U.K. to legally declare them sentient, octopi fishing has boomed, with some analysts declaring it the fastest-growing food uh, production source globally. They're very smart. You know, it'd be like having gorilla soup. 
Uh, naturally, overfishing octopi has become a major concern, hence the desire for octopus farms. So they are wow. going to start up this octopus farm, and we'll see how that ends up going. So, all right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file. Hey, by the way, real quick, Steve, you had mentioned keeping pudding in your car. Yes. Keeping loose pudding in your car. Yes. You know what I actually keep as an emergency? What? In case I were to get stranded for some reason, I keep beef jerky in there. Beef jerky. Because it can last for a couple of years. So yeah. I got I got this pre-done kit that actually has that well, in it, you know, for the car. Right. So we got sent a a, a bunch of uh, uh, beef jerky. Did we? That I put in my car now. Yeah. It uh-huh. is from a place called Side Project Jerky, and I wanted to thank them. Uh, Marcos Espinoza. Uh, is the guy, he said, uh, uh, he said, Marissa tells me you're big beef jerky fans. Well, we are pleased to meet you. Oh. Hey. Uh, and he said that uh, our company, Side Project Jerky, Jerky, collaborated with local Philadelphia chefs to create unique flavors outside the normal jerky offerings. We would love to jam our meat in your mouth. And so he, he sent us a bunch of them. Uh, so thank you, man. That was That's very really cool. nice. I appreciate that. So yeah. Side Project Jerky is now in my car. Or just such an emergency. Yes, we got one of these pre-done kits, Preston. That is, it's like a big duffel bag. It has, honestly, it was. It would only be appropriate if I drove through the Andes every day mm-hmm. uh, for local travel. It's ridiculous. It's way overkill. Nice. All right. Well, listen. You know what? You can keep in your car, but it won't last long. Is Rita's water ice? Yeah. Uh, today uh, they are now open. Rita's is open. Yes, and they have given us some good goodies to give away. So I have a twenty-five dollar gift card. And we'll take caller number 9 at 215-263-WMMR. Rita's open. You can download their new mobile app and start scooping up all sorts of cool rewards and then head out to your local Rita's to enjoy all your favorite frozen treats. So caller number 9, we will set you up. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Join the MM Army at Rita's of Pine Valley, located at Byberry and Philmont in Huntington Valley, Tuesday from 3 to 5 to celebrate opening day. Stop by and enjoy all your delicious, one-of-a-kind favorite treats and register to win MMR prizes, including a Pierre Robert bobblehead. We have a new Daily Rush video that's up. It is uh, Sam the Cooking Guy, who we spoke to yesterday. Great conversation with him. Really good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we tried his potato chip mashed potatoes hack and uh, had to talk to the master. He also gives us some tips on how to make the perfect cheesesteak, and you can see that now. Uh, you can follow Instagram for a first look at the Daily Rush videos, sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet, and you can learn more at Xfinity.com, by the way. Hey, real quick, I want to thank uh, somebody said this in. By the way, we're, we, we stream on, on YouTube if you want to get a peek into the studio because I'm going to hold this up to the camera. But uh, I got this uh, package. It's for the show. And it says, in case you guys need a sign for your new Sharts and Crafts area. <laughs> uh, and by the way, I had mentioned, so from time to time, people will send us these little handmade uh, gifts. And, uh, you know, they have to do with, uh, you know, us, the members of the show, things we say, whatever it may be, logos and so on. And, you know, they just kind of hang out for a little bit. And then I have to get rid of them. I got to make room. Well, I want to display some. And... Uh, uh, they need to be decent. They need to be of some, you know, uh, quality, and we'll display them. And I got this lovely little needlepoint Preston and Steve Sharts and Crafts. Uh, <laughs> That's really oh, nice. Awesome. So this That's will perfect. be. I will put this up a, a, in the display to kind of label the display. Yeah. And, Were uh, you working on yeah. the display yesterday? I thought I heard you tinkering around behind uh, a me. A little bit. I need to make some room. I need right. to do some things. So we'll we'll get it all straightened out. We need um, it. We need we need actually Preston a, a shelf 
on the wall as you walk into the right? Um, as soon as you walk into the studio? Right. So that you, Maybe. Well, no, into the office, because oh, that's where you're office. doing it, right? Yeah, yeah, in the yeah, office, yeah. yeah. So anyway, it says he said uh this is from uh, Matt McMillan by the way and his list of credits are hot dog throw record breaker. Oh yeah, Matt's ex- great. Actually yeah. has a Guinness world record. Yeah. Uh dad who remixed baby sounds into thunderstruck. Yes, yeah. excellent. The bird box challenge champ and unofficial friend of the show and he says one can dream. Matt you're a friend official. of the show, yeah, 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 absolutely. You're an official you know? friend of the show. So, yeah. uh, thank you, man. We appreciate that. That was really, really cool. So, yeah. I can't imagine doing that is, is relaxing. You know, people. That's what is that technically? What is, is that? I think it's needle needlepoint. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, thank you. That's well, a great follow on Instagram, by the way. I put it up on my account, but he, he's really creative and really funny. And a couple of texts, real quick. That says, "Good morning, it. My eight-year-old Charlotte was diagnosed with a concussion yesterday from a ski accident." Oh, man. We are streaming now as she is on cognitive rest. No screens, no school, no reading. Can you give her a shout-out? So, yeah, if people are on, uh, on like, uh, brain rest, on cognitive rest, maybe they can still listen to the radio. Uh, she said it would make her day. Thanks, Suzanne from Lansdale. So a shout-out yeah, uh, yeah. to Charlotte. Hang in there. Relax. And uh, you'll be better soon. And we appreciate you listening. It's really cool. And another text I want to mention real quick. It says, because uh, Rita's is here this morning. It says, I'm probably the only person in the area that is offended by, after all these years, that Preston has not assimilated to saying water ice. <laughs> he will never. He will Wouldn't never. I will not do it. Nope. Unless I'm just joking around. Yeah. That's There's a great much. Instagram. You, you follow that. Uh, I know Marissa, you turn this on. Yeah. yeah. It's called water ice, right? Water ice. It's great. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, oh, uh, and another thing. You want to mention something, guys? Yeah, it's just a real quick. I just talking about cog- cognitive rest. Uh, I think I need to go on cognitive rest. Person. W- what's wrong? I just realized. Yeah, you know I was complaining about my bananas yesterday. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. 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 What happened? The hell? Um, you do need to go on cognitive rest. So, so the first banana I ate, I was like, what the freak is this thing? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, was it a plantain? It's a freaking plantain. Oh, plantain. It's a freaking plantain. Oh. That's really funny. Oh. So, and it just like in the very, very beginning, in the very beginning of the break, I just I'm looking at it. I go, let me check the code on this because you guys know what the banana code yes. is. Yeah, yeah. four zero two two. No, it's four zero one one. Oh, four zero one one. I'm sorry. So okay. I go, let me check the code because I had been looking. I've been staring at this label. Oh my god! And I stared at it at the supermarket on Sunday night, and then finally I looked at the number just five seconds ago. It's not 4011. Listen, in your defense, they are very similar. Yeah, and especially this one. Sometimes they look dramatically <laughs> different than a banana, Casey. This one, it's by Dole. It's got a sticker from Dole on here. Yeah, it, it looks like a banana. You can buy Chiquita Banana-ish. or Dole bananas, yeah. and this looks a lot like a banana. By the way, I love, uh, like, plantain chips. Yeah, they're great. Oh, yeah, yeah, really good. But bust them one open and eating it raw like uh, it's this—it's a disappointment. It's yeah. not the same. People don't do that, right? It's you like can. it's like eating a potato. Yeah. So, did you even start to peel it I, yesterday? I, I, yeah, I, I was having a hard time. I can't get it open. I can't get it open. It won't open. But this, I can't open this banana. Dude, That's I love that you did this. I, well, here's the deal. Yeah. At least these things aren't expensive. You know, apples are expensive. Bananas? Why are they so cheap? I don't know. It's like a dollar for a bunch of bananas. Why Why get mad? It's wonderful. We live in a time of bountiful plantains and bananas. Dude, grapes are expensive, man. Are they? Yeah. Like, I go get a bag of grapes, they're like 10 bucks. I was about to invest in gold, Preston. Should I switch to grapes? <laughs> you gotta switch to grapes, man. I'm telling you. 
Uh, that's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. here's a little uh, ripe plantains. Here's a little fact for you that was just brought up. Ripe plantains are sweet like a banana without the banana flavor. They can be eaten raw but are best when they are fried. The edges caramelize and become crispy like the edges of pancakes cooked in butter. All right, so I guess maybe I'll bring this home and I'll stick it in the air fryer and I'll, I'll eat it as a snack. Try to prepare. Honestly, but plantain chips are, are very good. Yeah. I, I like them a lot. They, now, oddly enough, though, they're they're very high in calories. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, anyhow, that's a fun little nugget from yep. today. You want Casey. another nugget? Sure. You know what today is? You just mentioned. It's Fat Tuesday. Well, and? Uh, it's the uh, meteorological first day of spring. National Pancake Day. Oh, National oh, Pancake no way. Day. Is it really? Well, it's interesting because I was going to go to the pancake direction because of Fat Tuesday. There's, believe it or not, uh, and I was reading about the history of Fat Tuesday in the United Kingdom. So there's a couple. Di- let, let me start here first. Okay, so uh, Fat Tuesday is, in, in case you're curious, uh, the day before Ash Wednesday. It is the intertwining of a period of festivals and feasts that lead to a time of fasting and reflection, also known as Shrove Tuesday. Shrove? And Mardi Gras. Yeah, Shrove is a religious term. Uh, this enduring celebration has many traditions and deep roots around the world. So Mardi Gras dates back, which is French for Fat Tuesday, by the way. That's what that, the, the uh, interpretation of that means. Dates back to the ancient Roman festival honoring the deities uh Luper- Lupercalia and Saturnalia, which took place in mid-February. When Christians arrived in Rome, they incorporated the festival into Lenten preparations. Uh, for centuries, the feast prepared Christians for the season of Lent and used up valuable meat and supplies that they would be abstaining from in the days to come. So they would need to get rid of that uh, stuff or it would go bad. Okay. And thus, so that's why they would they would just Reckless crazy. abandon. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't like Man, I need to do this because I'm not going to be able to do it for a while. Party! It's, it's yeah. like, this is going to go to waste if we don't eat it. Yep. Let's make sure that we finish it all up before we go into this fasting period. Isn't it Fosnock Day today? It is, it is. also okay. Fosnock Day, yes. So, traditions surrounding the day have changed through the ages. Uh, through time and culture, the practices of Lent and Carnival, Mardi Gras, and Shrove Tuesday have varied and become incorporated into regional customs. And here we're pan- here's where pancakes come in. In the United Kingdom, Shrove Tuesday is also known as Pancake Day. Ah, I wonder if he knows there's a whole celebration for him. Are the perfect (laughs) menu item when the future includes abstaining from fats, eggs, and sweets. And in Russia, they celebrate the entire week during Shrovetide as Pancake Week. I don't know if they're doing that right now, but yes, Pancake Week in Russia. Uh, so while the French didn't originate the medieval feast, they did put their stamp on it from uh, parades to beignets and colorful masks. Uh, the last day of carnival is full of elaborate costumes and lavish food sure to hold the revelers over through the long fast. During the 16th century, we're kind of in the historian segment oh, here now. Hang on. Are we? Uh, yes. Are during we? the 16th century, the ancestors celebrated bouffe gras. Is that how you pronounce that, Nick? Yeah. Uh, bouffe gras, fatted calf mm-hmm. is what that means. Which included uh, parading a bull. Yes, the historian. From the historical library of the series of WMMR, we present the historian, OD in progress. Uh, so it included this, uh, the Bouffe Gras included parading a bull decorated with flowers through the city. Uh, the decorated animal uh, is followed through the streets by uh, a retune of colorfully dressed attendants. Are you part of the retoon? And bands playing unusual instruments huh. as well. You're playing a salami. 
<laughs> How do you do that? Yeah. Usually about the baloney, but Yeah, but not today. Uh, so there was even a Boof Gras Society in Mobile, Alabama. Of course there time. was. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Orleans holds the crown for Carnival and Mardi Gras celebrations in the United States. While the city is filled with French flavor and style, its culture is an electric infusion of many cultures. Colorful king cake and thick, savory muffaletta sandwiches only suggest the indulgence Possible on Fat Tuesday, of course, because you get etouffee and po'boys and jambalaya and all this stuff to add to it. It's, it's, it's been this great metamorphosis. Man pressing for the longest time. We gave Fat Tuesday the hardest run we could. Yep. It was something. It used to be something here in Philadelphia. Yeah. When, when we first started doing it at Y100 at, at Fat Tuesday yeah. and then progressed to a number of different areas... I mean, and we went full bore, but it just eroded over time. It did. And and, I, and and it just wasn't on the radar for a lot of people. So my son has actually a, a friend who lives not too far from Fat Tuesday. And by the way, Fat Tuesday, that club on yeah. Street is still there. Right. Um, and so I had picked him up and I was driving past it and I told him about the riots that had happened down there and that... <laughs> How, crazy. how they tried to, and I don't know who they is, but they tried to blame us for the riots that were happening at 10 o'clock at night. Just because the banners were up still yeah. at the time that the riots occurred. But there was, to put it in perspective, again, Preston, you remember, we'd show up like an hour, an hour and a half before the show just to get ready and all yeah. that stuff. We're talking about 5 o'clock, 4.30 in the morning. There was a line of completely blasted people mm-hmm. around the corner down a couple blocks. It was pure carnage. I thought it was great that they added us in the blame for that that (laughs) debacle. It was crazy. So, by the way, credit for bringing Mardi Gras to America goes to French explorers Pierre Lemon sur Diaberville and Jean-Baptiste Lemon sur de Beneville. I guess that's where they're they're from. I don't know. Or maybe that's the full name. In In 1699, uh, Diaberville had reached the mouth of the river on Shrove Tuesday, near what is now Louisiana, and named it Pointe du Mardi Gras. So thanks to their establishment of Fort Louis de la Mobile, uh, modern-day Mobile, Alabama, lays claim to the first Mardi Gras celebration on American soil in 1703. So um, in sentiment, or at least more sort of a, um, a gluttonous observation, right? It, was it Has it changed much since then? Obviously, there are things that have been added to it, but the general tenor of it was a little bit, was very celebratory, right? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, when De What radio station was there when they did that? Established uh, Nouvelle New Orleans in 1987. Mardi Gras celebrations reportedly began immediately. In 1875, Louisiana declared Fat Tuesday an official holiday. Now, here's an interesting uh, bit of trivia. Why do people wear masks those for Mardi Gras? Where do they, where do they wear? Why do they? It's a really interesting story. So the, it says the masks add a bit of mystery to the occasion. But in the early days of Carnival, the masks allowed classes to mingle without fear of tarnishing their reputation. Oh, you're a gas pumper. Yeah, so yes, exactly. So the upper, the right. upper crust could mingle and wear these masks and not have to worry about... Trying to get some lower-class strange. Yeah, getting in uh, mixed up in this. Yeah. Well, I lo- I kind of love all that pageantry. So, so I've do. never been... Have you ever been to New Orleans? Yeah. I was, uh, I was at, there right after. And I was, <laughs> I was there mess. I was there during uh, Mardi Gras New Orleans and on Bourbon Street and the, uh, uh, the parade and everything. And it was... Uh, 
It was a sight to behold. It was it was something else. It was crazy, and we, and we got lucky because we were where we were staying was up. It was yeah, yeah. we were up on a uh, okay. you need that a balcony, yeah, and that's kind of like the prime spot. Sure, to be. yeah, and uh, they, so they're you know obviously they're throwing the beads, but they throw off other things. I caught a spear, like they threw <laughs> no uh, one of those one of those toy spears yeah, with yeah. a rubber end on it. And I carried that thing around all night long. <laughs> it was so cool. So after New Orleans, isn't St. Louis the biggest Fat Tuesday celebration? I believe so, yeah. There's an area, there's a French area called uh, Soulard. Right. And so they do a big uh, deal. And they still do it, don't they? Yeah. And they've been doing it right. As far as I always know. thought that they, we always suggested, man, if you if you own this, if the city got yeah. involved yeah. And, and did something with it, it'd be a big revenue generator. Send it to uh, bootleggers. We'll but I, just as well. <laughs> well right. That's yeah. where we did bootleggers. We did strip that clubs. We did everything. Like the last one. Finally, we're at a public library. Kind of fizzled. But yeah. We, we've got, you know, I guess uh, the Mummers is kind of our version of that yeah. with the pageantry and all. You know, I mean, not, I mean, and, you know, a segment of them will get hammered and go have a good time and everything. Segment. Uh, well, all right. Everybody does. How late is this one? Is it, are we late with the, uh, well, yes, yeah, Easter's in the year. Easter's super late this year, and Easter and Fat Tuesday and Ash Wednesday are all related. Right. I never, never understand why they come on a particular date or whatever. Yeah, how does it shift around? Yeah. Yeah, Easter is like the 16th or the 17th of, of July. No, 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 of April <laughs> oh, this year. No. Uh, so it's much later than normal. All right. All right. Uh, well, anyhow, anyhow, happy Fat Tuesday for celebrating. Enjoy. Uh, and uh, do yourself a, a good day and have some king cake and all that other do stuff. Do whatever the hell you want. As well. Yeah, I'm going to go to Jackhead's Bakery and get some Fosnacht. Right. All right, listen, we're going to break. We're going to come back in a moment. Oh, there's, I guess this was the historian oh, already yeah. in progress. But, historian. but we're done with that now. Didn't have his pipe. Yes. Didn't have anything. I didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not even sure it was real. I didn't. Uh, I think it was a crock of crap. Next time I will. Uh, I actually have some great historian stories. We'll have to get well, to that. We'll see. And sometime <laughs> in the future. We're going to break. Yeah. When we return, three guests in a row and find out who they are when we get back. Stay with us. Glad you asked. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Aaron Jones. Nita Strauss with David Draymond. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 933 WNMR. Our next guest is an athlete, an artist, and a designer. Oh, who knew that? Who knew that? And he's uh, back with his old teammates, and he's going to be banging the drum, which is something they're new, uh, new that they're doing at uh, the Flyers games. Uh, please welcome former Flyer Billy Leno hey. to the show this morning. Billy, good morning, sir. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Ah, How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing good, man. It's good to see you again. Welcome back. You were in town. Have you been in town for a little bit? Because I saw pictures of you and Danny Briere and Scotty Hartnell back together. Yeah, I was. Uh, I came to the game on Saturday. Good to see those guys and the people around. It's been it's been fun. Um, I love the atmosphere at the rink and the the people around the team. So yeah, very cool. And uh, so, do you do you currently live in in Finland? Or are you back in your your home country now? Yeah, I live in Helsinki, and it's been a while since I got back because of the COVID and the restrictions, so it's good to be back, nice. back visiting here. Nice. So I mentioned a, a couple of things, Vele, at the top, is that uh, uh, that uh, art and, and design and things like that are, are part of your world. I mean, back when you were playing with the team, which was, you know, 2009 to 2011, we just knew you as an athlete, had these... 
things always been a part of who you were, or has this surfaced as of late that you uh, that you dive into that? Yeah, it's kind of been uh, late. I've, I feel like I always had that side, but it's been late development and something I was just following my instincts and guts to do, and so I kind of turned into that, and I it's been a really big part of my life after that, obviously. So we're looking at uh, and some of your pictures and murals. Are they, you, you work on a pretty large scale frequently. Um, did you start small or did you say, ah, what the hell, let me paint a building? Um, I mean, the thing is, like, when you start small, it's those are the first ones, but then you turn into the big beaches, which are more fun, and you can just throw throw paint around, and you know, it's it's uh, it's more inspirational. I feel like it's so much more fun, and it's also from uh, artists that I know. It's expensive. It's expensive to do for the paint, and it, it, right? It, it, it is painting is super expensive and and costs a lot, so. I have a big vibration for the artists, too. Like, it's so hard to make it. Like, you have to get some prices on those paintings, too. What do you think is more expensive? Because we just had a conversation about this. The actual painting or getting it framed, which is, like, uh, crazy. <laughs> uh, I think the framing is, is more expensive, exactly. to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that it is. What if Picasso had just been a framer instead of <laughs> an artist? He would have done so much better. Hey, you know what else is expensive? Hockey's expensive. You talk to hockey parents. Oh, God, yeah. And I'm telling you, the, the, the equipment you have to buy and the fact that kids grow out of that, equi- that equipment. Yes, yeah. I didn't even think of that. It yeah. gets. Yep. It gets crazy, and I'm sure. Look, look at you, Villa. You just, you're just too damn expensive. You're man. just a money hole. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It is expensive, and uh, and I don't know. Hopefully, will something will happen because it, it, I don't know how everybody can afford it, and it's crazy. Yeah, sport, but it, is, it is. It is. It is very ex- very expensive. I wanted to ask about your your clothing your clothing brand, uh, uh, Billy Bino. Uh, and this has been around for a little while now, correct? Yeah, we started 2014. Okay, and what all? Uh, what all is it? What type of? Because I'm not familiar. You're going to have to bring me up to speed on on what your your clothing line is all about. Right. So we're more like streetwear, contemporary. Uh, our big products are hoodies, t-shirts, uh, sweatshirts, beanies, caps. Uh, now we're turning more into jackets and all other stuff too. So. Uh, we do pretty much the whole whole package now. So you collaborated with um, Angry Birds. How did how did that collaboration come about? Well, it's a Finnish company, right? And uh, we've been talking about it for a while. And they made us the our own character, the Billy Bird, and and style it. <laughs> they designed it like me as a little beard and uh, long hair and a beanie on. So uh, that was quite fun. They did some videos for it and um, it was a super nice project. They gave us a chance there. Let me tell you something. If you can get, of all the things, if you can get like a clothing line, oh. you can get like that, that. Now we talked about all the suck holes that your other hobbies are, but the, 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 the fashion thing, if something clicks, you're off and running. Yeah, it's it's funny because it takes a while and then you're trying to build a brand, do all the things right and not to be too fast. You're going to want to have the little slow burn tactic, but then at, at, you're always waiting for that moment and something big happens and you're working towards that. And 
it's a hard business, but uh, it, it takes a lot of patience. And once once you get the ball rolling, it's 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 huge. Wow, uh, Billy. When it comes to the Olympics, I think the Americans lost in the first round of the medal round uh, this year, and uh, Finland went on to win the gold. And so it was tough, you know, as a, a U.S. hockey fan to watch our team bow out early. Um, but it was fun to root for Finland, especially because they went up against the Russian team. So it was nice to have sort of like a villain in there. Um, and it was the first gold medal in Finland's history, which is amazing. So what was that like for you as a fan? What was it like for the country? I mean, uh, Finland takes their hockey pretty seriously. It's by far the biggest sport and uh, people are diehards for it. And uh, obviously it was a big thing, thing for the Finnish people. It's almost like uh, they get a little boost of the Finnish nationality for it. So they get a little more courage and, and feeling good about themselves. So th- those are big events for us. And obviously first gold medal um, winning against Russia, it's, it's, uh, it's a big, big thing for Finnish people. Was there a uh, a big celebration when they got home? Was there any kind of a parade or anything like that? <laughs> they, they had a parade, but it was a, like huge blizzard, and uh, oh, just, you know, it's just like Finnish <laughs> Finnish celebration. It's like oh. Vikings came over and <laughs> snow everywhere, and there oh. was concert, and people are all over snow, and cameras are on snow, and but people came. I think there was like ten thousand people. Um, so, but it was kind of kind of weird set up. <laughs> uh, Billy, while you're in town or while you're in the, in the country, I mean, you didn't just play for the Flyers; you played for the the, the Sabers in Detroit and a few others. You you hitting any of the other cities where you played while you're uh, visiting the states? Well, I don't know if I, it will take me in Buffalo anymore. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Detroit, uh, I have still have some friends there. But uh, usually, when I come come to states, I always come to Philly. I I have such a good friends here, and uh, mm. obviously, I had a good run. Uh, people around the team, they're still same same people, and um, I know a lot of people. So it's I always like coming here. It's so much fun. I feel like it's kind of my second home. You know, it's it's weird because when you're actively playing and you you know you 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 build up friendships on a team and then you move to another team and it's they, I think at some level maybe athletes you know uh, experience that's a unique thing I think you know where you your 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 buddies your 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 team your the people that you rely on that have your back you you forge these relationships then okay off to another city. You know, and it, it's 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 got to be um, jarring, and I guess you have to build up the skill to roll with that. Well, yeah, it's kind of every team you go into, you set up a new 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 setup there, like as friends, as teammates, and and sometimes it clicks and sometimes it doesn't. But you're gonna be ready to moving on and be open about things. But uh, it's also funny that some teams and some people and some personal. You get to know a little better. You create that bond. Like I played in so many teams and I lived in so many countries and cities that I can't keep in touch with everything, right. everybody. So at, at some some teams you feel like and some people you connect with and and it's something uh, you do unconsciously that uh, that you, you have to build a relationship and feel better with some other people, right? Right, right. Hey, Billy, I'm looking at uh, at a picture of you on your Instagram account, and you're standing in a uh, 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 some type of a, an arena. You're holding a racket. What what game is that? Is that pickleball you're playing? <laughs> no, it's this. Uh, oh, uh, it's hard to always explain. It's called paddle, and it's not like paddle. You have that paddle tennis right here, right? In, yes, uh, in the U.S. But but it's not exactly similar. It's it's kind of a mix between squash and tennis. Okay. Uh, so you have these glass walls, and but it's kind of similar to pickleball, but a little bit faster. 
Okay. Uh, but it's huge, huge in uh, in Europe and Finland. I think in Italy they're building uh, 200 courts courts huh? a week and and fastest growing sport I think in the world right now. And wow. we have two two uh, facilities in one in Helsinki and one other city in in Finland that we we run kind of through Bilbao. So we have red carpets and uh, red black setup and a lot of art. So it's a little bit of a different kind of uh sport experience if you will a lot of music and and the sports are also a lot more fun because it's not so serious okay and, and, and you can grab beers and so on so that's something i've been doing doing for a few years now has that become kind of your your physical activity or your, your sport uh, or, or are you playing any other things i do that uh, and then obviously i do a little running and go for a gym and i try to work out every morning almost like six times a week and try to keep my my cardio on so and feel better about myself so that's the main thing i work out nice man well looks looks fun i'd like to find a game like that to play which would be cool keep you moving all right well listen Ville, uh it's great that you're in town uh have a good time at the at the game tonight and uh you know we'll look uh we'll look into this uh at um uh, designer, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? God almighty. Fashion line. The fashion line. That's yes. the word I can't think of. <laughs> looking at the fashion line, I might have to order something, and uh, and hopefully we'll see you again in town sometime in the near future. Oh, thank you, guys. You go check that bottle also. It's it's kind of fun. It looks crazy, so. Okay. Definitely, definitely might will. be something you can talk about. <laughs> Any tips for the drumming? <laughs> <laughs> Practice your paradiddles. It's an, an essential <laughs> rudiment, and that'll help you out, all right? <laughs> All right. All right. Perfect. Thanks, man. Perfect. All right. Billy Leno, guys. <laughs> I love it, man. All I right, forgot man. that Angry Birds is out of that area. I didn't know. Yeah. yeah I, I had no idea. And I guess maybe that's, you know, why they make those weird noises. Yeah. When they're... <laughs> <laughs> man, I was addicted to that game. I was. <laughs> that's what they need. That's a new version. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, another thing that's taking place uh, in the very near future, in fact, it starts on the 5th and goes through the 13th at the Pennsylvania Convention Center, is the Philadelphia Auto Show. And uh, this is always a big event every year because uh, all the stuff you've been looking for is there. I've got a number of years, yeah. and uh, so this is really cool to have it back. And I'm looking forward to going to this, especially with all the new EVs. And this is why we always have this guy on every single year to bring us up to speed on what's happening at the Philadelphia Auto Show. He is the director. Please welcome Michael Gimp to the program. Hey, Michael. Hey, man, it is so great to be back, and I'm sorry I can't be there in the studio. I always miss my annual visit, but I'll, I'll take anything I can get at this point. <laughs> and we miss those awesome jackets you always bring to us. <laughs> yeah. Those are great, man. I saw well, you. Well, you know, we can still ship things out. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, right, yes, good. do that, and then if you can include, a, like, a personal checks. For, no, I'm kidding. No, <laughs> the jacket I was getting is yeah. perfect for, It's like, great. It's perfect, like, fall and spring golf. It's, li- yeah. it's light. It's li- it's uh, it, uh, it doesn't uh, constrict you when you're playing. They're the, only, they're the only ones I keep when we get, like, swag yeah. because they're they're really well done. But, but enough about our jackets. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we don't have to go on on. Uh, so, Michael, uh, getting set up for the whole thing. Is this uh, is this is this back full force now this year for the uh, auto show? You know, it, it's one of those things where we're so happy to be coming back, just like so many other things that are trying to get back out there and, and be what they were. And and instead of baby steps, I like to look at it as we're taking really large leaps forward. But but to you know to say we're back in full force. Uh, no, we're not quite there because, you know, we've been facing not only the pandemic, you have an auto industry that's been going through a massive chip shortage and, and it's made car availability tough. And so there's a lot of different things 
uh, and forces that were kind of in our way. But man, I tell you, we we have a great show to put out there for everybody. You're going to see a lot of what you boys loved and what you boys seen when you come down there. Listen, you 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 mentioned the chip shortage. I bought a car. I got a car last year. I had ordered it the year before, and that's how long it took for it to get in. So there's a there's a big a big time you know slowdown uh, in being able to get the vehicles that you want. But if you do want to shop around and take a look at something, if you're going to be in the market in the very near future, uh, clearly the Philadelphia Auto Show is a place to go because you guys have everything there. No, we really do. And, and really, like I said, part of it was bringing back what people know and love about the show the most. So obviously the number one reason people come is to see, shop, compare. And we have 550,000 square feet of auto show ready laid out in front of you with a lot of excited manufacturers with some tremendous cars and lineups. And we were, you know, even with the pandemic, even with the chip shortage, we're able to bring out new and exciting features like our new e-track. We have Camp Jeep, which has been there before, but yeah. it's in a totally refreshed and larger version. We still have a tremendous lineup of classic vehicles. We still have our lower hall with all of our aftermarket accessorized cars. We still have movie cars. So, you know, we're able to bring back a large amount of what people have always come to love about going down to the auto show. It is still the auto show. We would not be putting it out there if we weren't happy to brand it as the Philadelphia auto show. Let me tell you something. The Part of the big joy of, of going to the auto show. And again, yeah, you do get a chance to compare and see different models and so on and so forth. I love the concept cars that you'll see yeah. uh, sometimes. I mean, there there was a, and I it it hasn't come anywhere close to being on a consumer uh, basis now. But there was a Buick I remember seeing a couple years back that was the sleekest looking thing. And you know, a lot of times they get, oh well, this is we can't mass produce this. This isn't going to be a thing. But you see some really cool cars, and I love the juxtaposition of that, as you said, with the movie cars and the classic cars and all these things. Um, so even if you're not shopping, it's like a car museum of of sorts. Yeah, we, we love to call it like infotainment, and really the manufacturers do that better than anybody. Within the manufacturer booths, not only are you going to see, you know, amazing vehicles and a, a huge lineup of EVs this year, uh, you're going to, they, each one of them has different ways of, of, of creating an experience within their area to kind of give you the information you want to get about their manufacturer, but in a really cool and exciting way, whether it's a simulator that you'll find in Hyundai or Ford. Uh, Hyundai also has a game show. Toyota has a play-along game show where you can win prizes and so it's the manufacturer's way of trying to not only get their product out in front of you, but do it in a really cool, really fun, memorable way. And it, it is. It's a great experience. It's it's just as important about what it is to go down to the city. And now with the vaccine mandate being lifted on the bars and restaurants, you can enjoy the bars and restaurants and the Reading Terminal Market and the things you do when you come downtown to enjoy the auto show. And we're in March. Yeah. We got all this extra sunlight. We got all this <laughs> we got 60, 70 degree weather ahead of us. That's, I mean, we don't know what do. to do with ourselves. Yeah, yeah, and so uh, Steve had earlier mentioned, you know, the excitement for the EVs. You just said the EVs, and, and the car that has actually been on my radar for a little while, and I can actually take a look at it for the first time ever, is the new Subaru uh, EV. The, it's a Solterra, and so I can actually get down there and actually take a look at it outside and in. The Solterra is going to be down there. Hyundai is bringing an awesome display. They're going to have their their puppy adoption area back. Subaru love pets. They're huge in uh, tied in with national parks, so an EV is perfect for Subaru. Um, you know, they've always been huge supporters of the show, being that their national um, company is right there in Camden. And uh, the Solterra is a you know 220 mile range. You know, charge uh, 80 percent of the vehicle in about 45 minutes. It's a great new offering from Subaru. They're proud to bring it out and have it on display. Great display right as you walk in the hall. See, that's what people are are are. I, so listen, you know, in general, you start to do your research and you say, okay, what's the 
what's the, the, the distance on this, the recharge, all that stuff. It'd be a good way to get all that information and start to compare. One of the things, though, because these vehicles have no exhaust, you have the track inside, which is kind of cool. So what's that layout like? Yeah, it's it's really exciting. I got to say, out of all the things I've done over my career, laying out this track and 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 being part of it and watching it grow and having the manufacturers join in has been one of the most exciting things ever. It's over 50,000 square feet, uh, and you're going to have vehicles there from Ford is bringing in an F-150 Lightning, which a lot of people have not seen. You'll get a chance to actually ride along in one, along with their Mach-E. Then you have Volvo bringing in the XC40 Recharge along with the C40 Recharge, so a small, midsize, you know, all-electric SUV. Kind of crossover vehicle and a small vehicle and then kia is bringing in their ev6 so you'll be able to ride along in these vehicles um very cool space we have some great philadelphia style lighting uh, landscape pods and they'll take you around and it includes an acceleration portion because one of the coolest things about evs that people i don't think realize is their get up and go the amount of torque and just the responsiveness when you put your foot down and how that car, you know, jumps forward on you. It's nothing like you've ever experienced. So it's you know, a very cool experience. Always describe it as, as, a, uh, as a golf cart on steroids, yeah. you know, and that's, yeah, totally. that's I, I've what said you that get. a thousand times. Yeah. I, I've said it all the time. If you've been in a golf cart and you watch people, like, fly back when right. somebody jams it off the ninth hole, you know, it's just mm-hmm. it's the same feeling. So what, what, what currently has the quickest um, recharge time? What, 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 I, I've, I've heard as low as, like, 20 minutes, a half hour, you know, and I think that's, uh, listen, the thing that uh, that I thought the longest time with, with the, the, the EVs is that, well, I don't know about charging stations and so on and so forth. The truth of the matter is every time you go home, you're at the gas station. You know, you're, yeah. you're, 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 you're plugging in. So that to me, that's that's a cool aspect of it as well. But what are they all pretty much in, in the half hour range for for a decent charge? Well, it's funny because there's so many different variables that go into charging a vehicle and what that time is going to be because there's so many different level chargers, and that's where that confusion comes in. Right. There's a level one charger that's nothing more than a plug that you get out of your house, and that's like a drip, right? That's going to take a long time. Mm-hmm. There's a level two charger. You know, then if you go to like a public access charging station, uh, the Hyundai Ionic 5, which we're going to have at the show, you can get an 80% charge in almost a half an hour. So that's starting to get into that range of acceptability where people are like, okay, maybe I can can do that, can live with that. If you get a super high power charger, you're going to drop it even more time. But it's all amount, you know, all amounts to what it is you want to install at your house, what your capabilities are, and when you're out on the road, what kind of charging stations are available to you. So you're absolutely right, Steve. I mean, the race right now for EVs is how fast can we charge it and how far can we get it to go? There I mean, we go. Those are the two two things. Yeah, that's that's what I'm looking at. So very cool. Come and check it out and get educated at the Philly Auto Show. What are the what are the times uh that you guys are open during those uh days, Michael? Uh Saturdays are going to be open from 9 uh 9 in the morning until 9 at night. Sundays 9 until 6 and weekdays we're open from 12 noon until 9 p.m. Cool. Nice. And it's easy to get tickets phillyautoshow.com. And uh Yeah, don't... in fact, you know the one thing we changed just like a lot of shows that is the way to get tickets. We're we're not going to be doing a lot of on-site uh, cash sales if not, and doing any cash sales, so get them online. A few limited uh, credit card-only kiosks at the show, but phillyautoshow.com is absolutely the place to go to look at safety mandates, anything you have to follow there, and absolutely the place to get your tickets. Over 700 vehicles from over 40 manufacturers. You don't want to miss this. Michael, always great to talk to you, sir. Have a good event this year, okay? Thanks so much for having me back. I can't wait to open it up, guys. Hope you get down there. Excellent. Yes. Michael Gimp, yeah. guys. The director. Of the Philly Auto Show, so go for it. Yeah, we have um, we have a uh, Pacifica. It's a hybrid uh, um, van, 
and we just use the level one because Rochelle doesn't commute like I do. So you just plug it in. Takes like fourteen hours to get a full charge. So it's a long one, but it spends a lot of time plugged in. So we to don't be have to honest, worry about I, I I really like the hybrid concept. Mm-hmm. I wish there were that was more. I think you to get people to port over fully. Yeah, I think that's something you know that is kind of cool. But you know. Uh, <laughs> It, it's a it's a brave new world. I mean, I, I just assume that like all the outlets are the same because we have charging stations here at the uh, at, in the parking lot here. Those tend to be so. Like you said, there's different charging levels based on the charge the charger. No, I mean, but like you know, they're all like like it's a three prong. You know, like you know what I mean. Like I think so, the one is, that goes into your vehicle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, is yeah, Tesla yes. proprietary? I don't think so. Yeah. Not that I know. Uh, well, yeah, Nick Murphy. Oh, it is. You have to find a very specific Tesla charger. Well, that sucks. But Tesla also has, uh, they've been at it for a while then, so. Yeah, yeah, so they've yeah. kind of right. got it cornered a little bit. Hey, by the way, real quick, to go on, uh, we have a couple of minutes before we get our next guest on, um, uh, Don Jameson. Uh, but Michael had mentioned uh, the national parks and Subaru and all that stuff. I didn't want to let today get past. Today is the 150th anniversary of the establishment of Yellowstone National Park, oh, our first national wow. park in the country. The world's first. Yes, the world's first national park, exactly. Amazing. Correct. And it is one hell of a place to go visit. I've been there three times myself. I will definitely go back again uh, if I get the opportunity. But it's 150 years old. I, I've been there twice. I mean, you could, that you could make that your vacation destination mm-hmm. all the time. Yep. Yeah, it's and, bigger than Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's massive. Um, I want to get there in the winter. I've been there three times in the summer, luckily, and uh, I've never been in the wintertime. Um, but I, I, I've heard it's a really cool winter playground. I drove from Jackson Hole to there in the wintertime and got there and couldn't get in. Oh, oh wow. It was too much snow. Yeah, okay. It was just, So they had closed it. And, and now if you had a... It was standing a, room only. If you had yeah. a snow machine, if you had a, a snowmobile, right. you, could, you could go on trails and get in there. But, uh, yeah, we weren't allowed. But that would be amazing because of the heat. And the thermal activity yeah. in the wintertime would be even more intense. There's a lodge that's called the uh, the Snow Lodge. It's the Old Faithful Snow Lodge, and it's designed specifically for people to stay there in the wintertime. Yeah, it's an unbelievable place. I mean, it's uh, to, to give you some of the, the stats, uh, Yellowstone has the most active, diverse, and intact collection and in uh, intact collections of a combined geothermal features with over ten thousand hydrothermal sites. Uh-huh. And half of the world's active geysers Whoa. are right there in Yellowstone. That caldera, you know, well, if that's... It's <laughs> gonna, it would destroy the, yeah. the, it would destroy yeah. the country. It'll happen if at it some ever, point. If it yeah. ever blew, yeah. you know, in our lifetime, it, it would wipe everything out. It, it's that big. I, if you kept six feet apart. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Uh, but, yeah, and, and not only that, it's got four distinct areas. And and I don't remember the whole... There's a geyser basin. There's the, uh, the Mammoth Hot Springs... Uh, there's Lake and then Canyon. Grand and Canyon. then Canyon, yeah. yeah. And then Groucho and Zeppa. So you've got you've got Upper Falls and Lower Falls in the Grand Canyon, which are just incredible. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't even look real when you're standing there looking at it in front of you. Uh, but then you have the, the geyser basins and uh and that stuff is crazy. And the lake itself is is just phenomenal. And plus you have all the wildlife. It's you really you should get there. If you have the opportunity uh, to get there. Make sure you do a little research, though, so you don't have to have send send some crew in to find you uh, and for, look for your remains and grizzly crap. Don't walk where you're not supposed to walk, you uh-huh. morons. I, I'd see stories every year of people that, are, you know, walk out in the middle of these or die from falling into a hot spring. You remember those people that did? It was a story of the couple. I guess they went and they had literally 
done no research and cannonballed. Oh my God! Into oh God. yeah, and uh, listen, it looks inviting. <laughs> it's it's crystal clear. It's some of it's kind of turquoise blue. Yeah, man. it must be tropical. Yeah, yeah. well, it's heat sources, Let's volcanic it, energy. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. 150 years old today. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, our next guest is only 125 years old. That's right. And he is joining he us. He looks great. Uh, he does. He looks amazing for his age. Actually, he's going to be at Sweeney's Philly Special Saloon next Thursday for a comedy show. You can get tickets at cricketcomedy.com with a K. Hey, it's Don Jameson. Yay! Oh, wait. We need some metal. We need some metal to bring on Don. Yo, Don. <laughs> how you doing, brother? I am here and I am clear. <laughs> you are clear. What does it say behind you? That J- I can't see you. Uh, it says, it's you have- uh, that Jameson show, my webcast. Oh, there it is. I'm sorry, you were standing right in front of it. Nice to see you, brother. It's been way too long, you guys. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of your show, it looks like you're having a lot of fun doing that. You just had... Um, Friends of our show, Vernon Reed and uh, Corey Glover, were on. Right? You did the uh, did an interview with both of them. They're they're great. They're playing the MM barbecue this year. Yeah, you know what's the crazy thing about Living Color? Um, at twenty, I think sixteen, we had uh, Vern and Corey on that metal show. Obviously, when we were doing it, and um, they came, we had a sixteen inch snowstorm in New York that day, and those guys still showed up, and they still came down, and they kicked ass, and. You know, it was sort of a relaunch of the band at that time, which, you know, I was a fan of Living Color, you know, since the MTV days. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of bands that go away and you kind of go, ah, I wish they'd come back. And then they come back and then you're like, damn, I wish they would have stayed away. Right. John, they, they came out and played. That's the- not Living Color. They, no. Living Color, like, we needed you guys. And uh, they're better than ever, man. I love them. They came out and they played the Camp Out for Hunger a couple of years ago. And, man, they it's not like, okay, we're playing in a tent. We can do this at about 60%. They, they just tore it up. Corey, it was amazing. Was, Corey was hitting these high notes. And this is in the morning yeah, too, yeah, yeah. for a singer, and we were just we were just baffled. We we were blown away how he could still do that. So that's cool that they were on, and yeah, that we're going to be seeing this uh, this summer, which is sweet, man. So like, yeah, who else, who all do you have on your your show? Who are some other people that we would know that you uh, talk to from time to time? Oh, just you know, like seven rock and roll hall of famers so far. <laughs> no big deal. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing really to talk about. Uh, you know, we've had uh, Alice Cooper on, Ace Frehley, uh, Rob Halford, Matt Sorum, David Coverdale, Glenn Hughes. Awesome. Uh, and, of course, you know, one of my favorite guys, and he always makes the news, Ted Nugent. Right. Been on a few times, Uncle Ted, so. If you take even, okay. besides, you know, the, the, the controversial Ted, the rock and roll Ted has a rich... Legacy, so you know you you can. I mean, and he, and he seems always willing to talk about that. I mean, uh, but, but this is I love seeing this, and we love seeing this in general because that metal show and everything. Obviously, all the ups and downs, and you now because of the state of the art, everyone sort of had to um, pivot. Hate that word after COVID, but it did, and embraced all this technology, and you're able to do all this stuff yourself without be without beholding to VH1 or whatever. Yeah, I mean, if you could actually imagine an even lower budget, that metal show. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Don, um, uh, t- I am in high def now. So yeah. Oh, congrats. Yeah at, least, yeah, at least there's that. But yeah, it's, it was the one steady thing for sure during especially the early days 
of the of the plague that we had that, you know, I knew um, I was going to be doing that Jameson show and it could be done from anywhere. Normally I tape in a studio in New York uh, with compound media, but, I, you know, I was able to do it from home. And after about six weeks, you know, I basically just declared COVID over for me. Yeah. You know, not for anybody else, but for me. (laughs) You know, like I'm my own Dr. Fauci. So I said, this is good. Yeah. You know, you don't have to triple mask. And because I had Alice Cooper coming on. I'm like, I don't want to do Alice Cooper from home. Like, I want to be in the studio with all my bells and whistles. And um, and ever since then, you know, it's just, you know, it was one thing that that kept me going through along with some of the the crazy COVID gigs, stand up gigs that I did, too, which were which are interesting. Don, what was uh, Matt Sorum like? Because I find his era of GNR really fascinating. Adler had left, and uh, Matt Sorum came in, and he was a great drummer, and I loved that iteration of GNR. And then Axel went bananas, and the the band kind of fell apart. Uh, And Matt just kind of hung around that whole time, and now he's not in the band anymore. So what was that interview like, and what's Matt Sorum up to? Well, I had Matt on, I think, over a year ago to promote his autobiography, which still has not come out yet unfortunately because <laughs> i think i think there's a you know obviously a big part of matt's book is going to be the years with gnr so i suspect uh there, there may be some clearance problems with some of the stories in there so um but you know he you know he look he went from you know this guy who you know he, he even says you know he grew his hair all out big and poofy back in the day so he could hide the cocaine in there during the <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, but now he's just sort of this chill elder, elder state, statesman of rock and roll. And, you know, he just goes and does all kinds of cool things. He plays with Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top and hmm. does all these side projects. And, you know, I mean, I think the GNR thing set, set him pretty much for life. And, uh, yeah, now he just uh, goes out and, you know, does his thing. Rock backstories, uh, rock documentaries, music documentaries, things like that are always engaging. But I have to ask you, have you been watching Pam and Tommy? Dude, I... I tell you, I'm gonna lose my street cred. Not only have I not seen Pam and Tommy, I haven't even seen the Dirt yet. Oh, oh God, oh, they're wow, uh, they're awesome. I, I, well, you know they're awesome. Yeah, you know, I, the, the, the Dirt especially was from left field and <laughs> starts. Well, the opening the opening oh, two yeah. minutes of that is a mind blower. What's, what's keeping you from that, man? I was too busy watching the Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, all right, we we endorse that as well. So yeah. it's only been over for two years. Well, so. <laughs> let, let me ask you then, then in the realm of rock, and you talk to these guys, you become a lot of friends with these guys, and like the, like people who have the, the rich old school type of rock history, you know, like the stuff where there were lots of stories, and you had to pick which one was the one to go with. What, wh- where is this the story everyone needs to hear? Where, where, which rocker has the story that should be made into a movie because it will blow our collective minds? Oh, listen, I, I've interviewed Alice Cooper, I, you know, I don't know, a, a half a dozen times. And every time I talk to him, I, you know, he has new stories every time, it, you know, like he he doesn't repeat stories. You know, I try to lead him into, hey, Alice, I remember the one time you talked about meeting Elvis, you know, and he'll tell a totally different Elvis story from the one that that's he great. told me the last time. So he's just he's the kind of guy that's just you know, built for stories um, about rock and roll, again, starting with Elvis. And, you know, today, you know, 2022, he's 74 years old. I was just on the Monsters of Rock cruise with him. He's still performing. He's still in his prime. 
believe it or not. So, you know, the guy just has just so much showbiz in him, and he's a consummate storyteller. We so, love we love yeah, the guy. This is the next one. Because he, he's so – it's funny because I think uh, – uh, I don't know if it was Supermensch or, if, or the other documentary, but they both sort of dealt with the agent that basically helped him create – Alice Cooper's like, how do we get traction with this guy? And and the the mindset was genius. Let's make parents afraid of him. And so and that's how they proceeded, and it worked. The funny thing was, and Preston will always bring this up. Here's a guy who who loves golf, who is a big yeah. Bee Gees fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the, the the whole thing was just he had these two things running at the same time, and and you know they. You could never find out about that aspect of his history, but it's great. And the fact that he succeeded and done this as long as he has is amazing. Yeah, and and been married, Steve, for 45 years wow. to his wife, Cheryl, who is part of the stage show still to this day. It's crazy. And this is, and this is how cool Alice is. It, he's the only guy in show business that ever turned down Raquel Welch for a date Whoa. in her prime. I never heard this That's story. Insane. So she yeah. asked him out? She asked him out, but he was already going with his wife, his wife. to be at the time. Yeah. And he said he told her no. <laughs> Do that. Yeah, I don't know there you go. respect that or <laughs> ram that into the ground. I'm not sure. Hey, Don, I wanted you to expand a little bit on this because we had, um, we had a discussion a while back on air about whether or not you at any place have caused the complete shutdown or evacuation and you answered a tweet that had asked that question and said, yes, 2009, <laughs> Slipknot after after party at the Garden, too much free beer and hummus. <laughs> Care to uh, expand on that? Which part are you uh, more mystified at? The fact the that I had bad gas or that they had free hummus? <laughs> oh, oh, really? oh, you had bad gas. Dude, hummus. Oh, you, you, didn't, you didn't tie those two together? No, <laughs> I missed it. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Well, listen, I, I was backstage, you know, with Florentine. And, you know, it's, it's Slipknot's first time headlining the garden. They're all so pumped up. They're like, this is where Zeppelin's played. This is where Andrew Dice Clay has played. They're going through the whole list of every great entertainer that played Madison Square Garden. And afterwards, they have a party in the middle of uh, the garden. There's a private uh, club in there. So we go down there afterwards, and Florentine and I are pounding beers, eating the free hummus and stuff. (laughs) And I just, you know, I I, I can feel, you know, something. There's an injustice being done inside. Yes, right. And next thing I know... Jim and I are standing there alone, and there's like 200 other people all the way on the other side of the bar. <laughs> you cleared it. I cl- I cleared. Not only did I clear it, then so all the guys from Slipknot are these are guys who throw up in their masks during the concert. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't even handle it, uh. and now the last guy comes in, Corey Taylor, their singer. He, I see him walking down the hallway. He's pumping his fist. Yeah, we played the garden, mother effers. Yeah, let's time to celebrate. He takes two steps in the room. He looks at his assistant. He's like, oh, my God, it smells like beer and best in here. Yeah. And he ran out, and he never came back. And I wow. his first time ever playing Madison Square Garden. You know, that, that as well is an accomplishment. That's pretty. I, I love the concept, though, of you want to know how crazy this party was? Free hummus. <laughs> <laughs> and Corey's 
just messed up enough that we became good friends after that. So no, yeah, he's he's a he's a cool dude. Yeah, yeah, he's a talented guy. He's in all kinds of stuff. In fact, I was we were just listening to a cover of uh, Red Rider uh, from yesterday. <laughs> Done stripped down, lunatic yeah. fringe. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Um, so with uh, with the gig coming up, you're going to be in town uh, next Thursday. Tickets available at uh, Cricket. Comedy.com, and uh, you're just in and out of town and then moving on to something else, or what else is going on in your world? You cr- cricket comedy, cricket with a K, because that's wacky. Yep. Um, <laughs> so get that. It's um, wacky. Yeah, I'll, I'll be in uh, Pottstown a few weeks after that for the people out in that area at the Rivet okay. on March 24th. But come on down the 10th to Sweeney's Philly Special Saloon. It'll be early... Um, uh, St. Patrick's Day celebration, but yeah, I've been, you know, I just did the Monsters of Rock cruise. I was awesome. on a rock tour back in the, uh, in the fall with the Dead Daisies, which was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I, I played a lot of crazy gigs over COVID. I mean, I, you know, I, I told people, you know, you got a six pack and a hand job, I'll play your back. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and hummus. And hummus. <laughs> hey, I, I forgot to, uh, I just thought of this, Don, and I, and I wish I would have thought of it while we had him on, but we, we talked to Kiefer Sutherland not that long ago, and I had completely forgotten about the hickey story. <laughs> oh, yeah. now, I'm sure he has too, but, um, <laughs> I was there's, wondering there's if, still a special spot in my neck for him. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering if he would have any recollection of that whatsoever. Has anybody ever brought it up to him that you know of? Uh, no. I, I, I met a guy that was on his road crew when he goes out and does his band. Uh, he was he came up to me after a show. And for the people who don't know the bit, it's, you know, I do basically a bit on one of my albums about how Kiefer Sutherland was very drunk and he started to kiss my neck and yeah. I went home basically with a hickey and my girlfriend at the time, you know, shocker, didn't believe that, you know, Jack Bauer <laughs> gave me a hickey. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he, this, his roadie came up to me after the show and he's like, he goes, Hey, I work for Kiefer. I go, Oh, he goes, no, he goes, don't worry, dude. He goes, I've heard that story a million times from people. So oh, you're all good. I'm not going to say nothing. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, the show's looking like it's a great it's a great lineup, but it's, yep. yeah, it's just what people need right about now. Yep. Uh, so yeah. just, go ahead, Don. No, I was just going to say, you know, I, I haven't been down in the Philly area, you know, doing any shows in a while, so I'm psyched to be back. I was down a few months ago. For a Flyers game, actually, me and Florentine came down and checked out a Flyers game. And I got to say, the fans are getting a little soft in Philly. I'm <laughs> sorry. I hate to say that. Because after the after the, we got out of the game in the parking lot, some woman came up and gave us a bottle of red wine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long way from throwing batteries at Santa Claus. It you know is. I mean? It is. So, you know what? We're, we're, we're refining our palate is <laughs> right, what's yeah. happening in the town, man. All right, Don. Good to hear from you, man. Have a good time at the gig. It'll be at uh, Sweeney's Philly Special Saloon cool. next Thursday. Uh, get your tickets and go see them. We'll talk to you soon, all right, man? Thanks so much, you guys. Great to see you again. All right, cool. Don Jameson, guys. Yeah. Like I said, tickets at cricketcomedy.com, and cricket is spelled with a K. Uh, so go see Mr. Don Jameson. Uh, we are going to take a break, and as we do it, uh, our friends from uh, Rita's Water Ice brought by some goodies today, and that means they have goodies for you. So I got a $25 gift card for caller number 14 at 215-263-WMMR. You can uh, shake off the winter blues. Uh, Rita's is now open, and you can stop by and get a taste of spring with all your favorite frozen treats. Be cool. Go to Rita's. Call the 14. We got you. Back in a moment. 
the free MMR app for your phone. You can stream us live, get on-demand audio and video, and we can even send you alerts on really important stuff. Plus, it's Android Auto and Apple CarPlay compatible. The MMR app, making your smartphone a little dumber. All right, we got some uh, bizarre file stories to go through. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by King Shooters. They're indoor range, now open on Sundays at noon to 6 p.m., and they are a full-service gun store. You can buy, sell, trade, all sorts of accessories, in addition to an indoor range with classes and training. King Shooters, King of Prussia. Well, are you aware of what your neighborhood looks like from the sky? You ever looked on, uh, yes, you know, on Google Maps or something? I like love that? to do that. Well, residents of an English housing estate say that they were shocked to learn that they live in a phallic-shaped cul-de-sac after seeing satellite images on Google Maps. In addition, the cul-de-sac has a road coming off of its tip that makes it look as if it's urinating on the adjacent streets. I love. Why that. would you? I'd be thrilled. Yes, I would love this. Uh, this came to light as real estate prices are on the rise in the area, with some houses going for as much as about $203,000. Locals say that they never really took notice of the shape, but some social media users pointed it out and posted it. And one person wrote, town planners in Yorkshire didn't think anybody would notice, but we did. A 48-year-old woman from Burlington County has been indicted for punching an emergency room doctor. Shelly Webb of Brown Mills was indicted for aggravated assault. Uh, police were called to Capital Health for an assault on a physician by a patient. The investigation revealed that Webb came into the facility complaining of a migraine headache and believed that she may have been struck by lightning. Uh, she became belligerent upon being questioned. I believe I was killed by a bolt of lightning. And when the doctor attempted to examine Webb's head, she lunged forward and punched her in the abdomen. Hold I mean, this up. She... <laughs> She went there for help. Yeah. Thought she'd been struck by lightning, yeah. and then all of a sudden just freaks out and punches him. So. Do you want me to treat you for your lightning strike or what? I mean, how can she slap? How can, how can she slap? How can she slap? A pilot and a passenger were injured after a skydiving plane crashed just short of reaching the Oceanside Municipal Airport Thursday afternoon. Uh, the plane is from Go Jump Oceanside, a skydiving company. Uh, it was a Cessna 208B caravan, which holds 9 to 13 passengers. The pilot and the passenger were transported to local hospitals. One patient was in critical condition and the other was in moderate condition. No other people reported on board. The plane came to rest with its nose uh, on its nose with its tail in the air. I always have to ask the question. Why didn't you jump? Why didn't you jump out? You got parachutes. I'm curious as to, you know, because that happens yeah. enough to make you ask. There's got to be a reason. You got the freak. Got freaking parachutes. Why they don't jump out? You're wearing a freaking parachute. Freaking parachutes right in the plane. I'm done. Jump out, pull the cord, you're good to go. (laughs) Ask some skydivers that sometime. Duh. All right, here's another one of these. (laughs) A man who was struggling to breathe was flabbergasted after Mount Sinai surgeons discovered a half-inch long tooth growing inside Uh, his right nostril. The nostril? Yeah. A nose tooth. Yep. I love it. The unnamed 38-year-old <laughs> New York man have reported to the doctor after experiencing breathing difficulties for several years. An examination revealed that the patient had a deviated septum as well as bone-like growths in the nose. Imagine during a, like a, a, a conference or one of our meetings. You know, you'd obviously be obvious if you were eating something. But if you put the food up your nose. Yeah. 
Like you're shoving, yeah. uh, you know, pretzel sticks right. up your nose. Right. And slowly it's just disappearing <laughs> bit by bit as you're going up in there. Yeah. Sorry, I'm chewing on this right now. With my nose tooth. Uh, so these complications were vexing as the patient didn't sport any visible facial trauma or abnormalities. In order to get to the roots of the problem, oral and maxillofacial surgeon uh, Sagar Kunan and Michael Turner conducted a rhinoscopy whereupon they discovered a hard, non-tender white mass poking up through the floor of the right nostril. Yeah, it's a tooth, all right. Uh, it, uh, it was an incisor in the nose. And they also found one testicle. Specifically... A the, nose nut. The, <laughs> <laughs> What is that? That's a nose nut. Oh, okay. That's why we didn't see the nose tooth. Okay. The nose nut was in the way. Yeah. Right, yeah. And once they moved the nose nut, they found the nose tooth. <laughs> they got, there's a whole, it's like a store in there. Yeah. Specifically, the man had a 15 millimeter ectopic tooth, uh, which is... Uh, it, it's One of the transformers. De- no, it's it's described as having a, uh, a tooth in an abnormal place. I will it. remind you that ectopic. this is the second story of this nature you've had, I think, in about a month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this condition is exceedingly rare and and normally entails teeth sprouting up in the jawbone, under the gum, rather than in the nose. It's like the worst vampire ever if the teeth, yeah. when the teeth grow, they grow up into your nose. Uh, it <laughs> remains unclear what causes these interlopers, although in the past doctors have blamed trauma and infections along with a cleft palate or uh, a split in the roof of the mouth since birth. How would you floss such a tooth? Would you put it in one ear? And put the floss in one yeah, ear yeah, yeah. and pull it out the other one. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, doctors were able to remove the patient's tooth via invasive uh, intral nasal surgery Ooh. sends any post-operative complications per the report. And at a follow-up three months after the surgery, the patient's symptoms of nasal obstruction had resolved, and you, he was okay. You have a deviated septum, don't you? I do. Yeah. I do as well. And it causes problems, apparently. So yeah, yeah I can't brush my nose teeth. Oh my god. <laughs> Listen, you can't... I mean, I understand maybe not being able to floss, yeah. but not even brush? No, it sucks. Sorry to hear that. All right, in North Carolina, Anthony Spivey, the former Chadburn police chief who was the subject of a missing person search along of the Lumber River this week was arrested. This is a pretty complicated story. So according uh, to Sheriff Jody Green, Spivey was located at his aunt's residence, an apartment complex he was trying to hide. He was in a creek. Behind the apartment, when authorities spotted him, he ran uh, from authorities and was taken into custody. Uh, his aunt, Brenda Rowley, uh, disputes claims that she was harboring a fugitive. She said she didn't know her nephew had, a miss- had missed a court appearance earlier in the week. Uh, she had said that uh, he had called her Sunday night saying he was having marriage problems and considering suicide. Uh, she told him not to kill himself and, and had him come stay. Uh, he had 40 outstanding warrants for failure to appear. Outstanding. Yeah, for a total bond of a million dollars. Uh, and he's facing dozens of criminal charges after being arrested uh, in 2021, accused of repeatedly raiding the police department's evidence room and stealing a variety of narcotics, thousands of dollars in cash, and firearms. So, so he was he was an officer, he was a sheriff, sheriff. Dude. Yeah. And so, in August, Spivey managed to post uh, a half million dollars bond to get out of jail while awaiting trial on those charges. Uh, they feel that the bondsman he was related to him and maybe helped him get out. So after bonding. He was arrested again, charged with stealing catalytic convertibles, uh, converters at an auto repair shop. 
Uh, the shop had hired him as a mechanic following his termination from the police force. He missed a court appearance earlier this month telling court uh, through his attorney that he didn't attend because he had COVID. That was a lie. Uh, and his attorney informed him that they that uh, he was missing and may have taken his own life. So listen to this. Wildlife officers found an abandoned boat located on the Lumber River. Uh, they were told that he was last seen driving a truck found a location and that the boat belonged to him. Family members described the incident as a possible suicide. They had uh, found handwritten letters at the scene. Was that his intent to make it look like he'd committed suicide? Oh, yeah. Okay. An elaborate attempt. They right. found a twenty two caliber rifle with a discharged round still in it. Uh-huh. Uh, they concluded that the evidence collected did not support a suicide scenario, though. Uh, he was still missing, and so dive crews looked for him in the river. They couldn't find him in the wooded areas. Uh, they did sonar screening, aerial coverage, canine sniffing, all this stuff. Uh, they apparently, apparently, they collected video, and it became more apparent that the scene on the river was staged. Mm-hmm. And they got a tip that he was hiding at his aunt's residence. And what, uh, they did a duck rat him out? A failure to appear order for his arrest, and they ended up finding him. They found him out in, hiding in the river. So. Oh, so let me ask you a quick question. On the catalytic converter thing, and maybe I misunderstood this, are they, is part of that they're turning the some of the substance of a catalytic converter into a, a drug? Oh, I don't know about that. I think there's platinum. There's there's precious metals. There's in precious it. metals in. But somebody told yeah, me that there's something there was that they a, can there was a sniff. There was a story. It was I think it was out of a different country. I don't, it might have been in, in Central America somewhere where they were starting to do it. But it is like like you're going to die yes. if you do the drug right. that is made from the the catalytic convertibles convertibles. And I forgot. Or com, I keep saying convertibles converters. Uh, so I remember seeing something about yes. that, Steve, but I don't know. With how much certainty that that is really being done or not, or if it was done in... Imagine snorting catalytic converters. Here you go. In in the Congo. Okay. Uh, Nick found this. Where all the great snorting comes from. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not an advocate for this, but just do some cocaine for crying out loud. Yeah, yeah. It's obtained from crushing the ceramic honeycomb core of the converter. Can you believe... When does that first occur? To... It would have to occur to someone on coke. Dude, there was right. a guy, there was a guy that, that, that we knew growing up that would huff Freon. <laughs> Freon, your air conditioning stuff. Oh okay. Okay, dude. I mean, stamp collecting's fun. Right. right. Some people will go to great lengths to get some kind of buzz, man. All right, and there you go. That's what I got in the beef file for you. All right, we're going to take a break. Let me give away the last, I believe it's the last, yep. yeah, of our $25 gift cards from Rita's Water Ice. This is always a great sign. Oh. This means warm days are on the way. Yes. So Rita's is now open, and we'll take caller number 12 at 215-263-WMMR. And we will set you up with a $25 gift card. Don't forget, they're serving up ice, custard, gelatis, blendinis, concretes, milkshakes, all the good stuff. And you can download their app, by the way, for cool rewards and head to your local Rita's to enjoy. So call number 12, you get the $25 gift card. We'll come back in a second. Question about today's show with a prize associated with it. We'll get trash and music news as well. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. Not fancy. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The Preston and Steve Show on MMR. And uh, we got comfy temperatures today, fairly comfortable. 55 degrees. Clouds are going to make it eh, not as great as it could be, but we'll have some partly cloudy skies tomorrow and even warmer temperatures. 58. It's going to be the best day of the week. 
Uh, we cool off after that, and then by the time we get to Saturday, we'll be back up to the low 50s. Uh, in the meantime, before all that, we have a lesson question and a prize giveaway, a chance for you to see Waitresses. At the Kimmel Cultural Campus, Waitresses is a show. It's a musical. Yeah, just Waitress. Oh, I'm sorry, Waitress. Yes. Right, no, Waitresses. It's a very popular musical. Yeah. Very popular <laughs> musical. All right, so the question we're going to go with is, hmm, how about this one? Uh, where did Steve and his wife go on their honeymoon? 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> Not really. Uh, I don't know if you've ever mentioned where you've been on your honeymoon. No, but well, today, I know. have, but I, when I, the original time I, I was lying, and this is the reality. All right. T- no, this isn't. This is oh, oh, that's this right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 215 wmmr is the number. So call right now if you know the answer where to Steve and his wife go to their honeymoon, go on their honeymoon. We'll do the trash while you call with that answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's get the story. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, Katy Perry revealing in a new promo video for American Idol that her husband Orlando Bloom and her co-judge Luke Bryan have developed a full-on bromance. In fact, Perry says the two now spend hours together talking cars and bringing each other to orgasm. Wow. Hey. That's fun. Former One Direction member Lewis Tomlinson stopping a concert in Minneapolis to direct assistance to a woman in the audience who had fallen ill. Apparently, the woman started to seizure seizure when she realized this was as good as the concert was going to get. Yeah. Oh, my God. And finally, Mama June Shannon's ex, Gino Doke, says he tried to overdose on pills by taking 20 blood pressure pills. Doke survived the incident, though, because he thought 20 was just another way to say two. Ah. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood trip. All right, thank you, Steve. We will see if indeed someone knows the answer to the question, and we want to find out where Steve and his wife went on their honeymoon. 215-263-WMMR is the number. It was a quick little blurb that was thrown out there. Let's see if we can get an answer. I'm going to go to Haley. Hi there, Haley. Hi. How are you? Hey, Haley, do me a favor and tell us. Wait, what did you say, by the way? She said, how are you? Oh, she oh. said, how are you? <laughs> yeah. I thought she said, I love you. And I'm like, and I didn't oh. even respond oh. to that. Oh. And Kathy said that. Oh, I love <laughs> no, you I too, didn't. Kathy. <laughs> oh, I never said that. All right, so. <laughs> What? I don't You're love a you. Hard guys. woman. What? I don't love you guys. What Haley, what? what is uh, yeah. the location Steve went to uh, on his honeymoon? Diesel Bay. Diesel Bay. Yes. <laughs> Hang on, Haley. You got it right. And we're going to give you a pair of tickets to see Waitress on March 29th at the Kimmel Cultural Campus. You can get tickets for all show dates uh, March 29th through the. April 3rd, and that's at uh, KimmelCulturalCampus.org. Let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right. Uh, we're going to begin with this one. Eddie Vedder, and it's interesting you played that sound effect there, Steve, uh, tested positive for COVID, as he and he said that um, he didn't have an easy go of it. Uh, Vetter said that the he told the crowd at his solo show on Friday night in Los Angeles that it was pretty serious. He said, I literally saw my flat, my uh, life flash in front of my eyes. A uh, fan captured a video of Vetter saying, I got the COVID right before we were supposed to start practicing, probably five, six weeks ago, and literally saw my life flash in front of my eyes. I wasn't quite sure, but I've done some very good things for my body, and I've also had a lot of fun, uh, and I've done some things that could be 
some kind of abuse. I mean, nothing really clinical. I won't get into the details. <laughs> just use your imagination. Okay. Uh, so he could have been a little better, but he did okay. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but he added, but it was it was pretty serious. He said it felt pretty serious. And uh, to get through that and then be back in a room like this, facing this many people, facing this way, and listening to us play music for you is really, truly, it's been a gift and an honor. Thanks for listening. We're so grateful. Uh, it's safe to assume that uh, Eddie is vaccinated. He had been an active proponent of vaccines, even performing at Global Citizens live stream Vax live event in May of last year at the time. He encouraged world leaders to share the vaccine with all countries that needed it. The only good part was that my wife would bring me jello with a little happy face in. <laughs> and so he's done uh, with his solo tour now, yeah. Nick? Okay. Yeah, so hopefully that means a Pearl Jam tour to follow. Okay. It, well, I would say it was a success. Oh, I yeah. would say we were... He was basically the litmus test. For it was. Uh, it's a great record, by the way. The, the lead single is called, or the lead uh, track is called "Invincible." I was, listening to, <laughs> I was listening to it a lot over the weekend. Uh, but uh, the Elton John uh, song on there is really good. I really have enjoyed this new uh, solo record. Uh, I've been listening. I was listening to a little solo Eddie yesterday. I'm starting. I'm watching the movie uh, as I'm exercising. I'm watching the movie Into the Wild. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And Hard Sun is oh, a great God. song. It is. Amazing. Great song. Yeah, he did that song a few times on this tour as well. He didn't do it at the show that Pierre and I went to at the Beacon, but uh, that's an awesome song as well. Although it's not a, uh, an Eddie Vedder song. It's a, he. Uh, that's a cover. It's a band called, I think, Indio. Oh, I didn't and know that. I didn't either and, and until a, a while back, but um, there was a like a court dispute about that song, and eventually they settled out of court. Well, uh, but yeah, he didn't You're like out that. of order. <laughs> <laughs> You're representing yourself, sir? Court is out of order. Yes, I am. Okay. But that soundtrack's a good, uh, good soundtrack. <laughs> right. uh, Ukrainians holding off Russia's invasion of their country are reportedly using Twisted Sisters' 1984 what? anthem, We're Not Gonna Take It, as a rallying cry, and D. Snyder couldn't be prouder. Snyder has, over the years, been quick to call out people that he feels misinterpret or misappropriate his music, especially when it comes to political causes. He clarified via Twitter on Saturday that Ukrainians defending their country's independence are welcome to use any of his songs. He said, I absolutely approve of Ukrainians using We're Not Gonna Take It as their battle cry. He wrote, my grandfather was Ukrainian before it was swallowed up by the USSR after World War II. This can't happen to these people again. Snyder followed up the tweet by engaging uh, many other Twitter users on the war issue and answering questions about other causes where he has disapproved of his music being used. Some users brought up how Snyder decreed uh, the use of his song when it was adopted recently by the anti-mask, anti-vaccine movement in America. And he answered by saying, well, one uses it for a righteous battle against oppression. Uh, The other is an infantile feet stomping against an inconvenience. (laughs) After weeks of reporting that uh, Russia was mobilizing uh, troops along the Ukrainian border, uh, of course, Vladimir Putin ordered an attack. And so now, as they're fighting back, they are using We Are Not Going to Take It as their battle cry. Universal Music Publishing Group has acquired Neil Diamond's entire song catalog, as well as the rights to all recordings from his career. Figured I'd throw that in there. We talk about Neil Diamond from time to time. Uh, The deal covers songs, masters, and videos and includes 110 unreleased tracks and an unreleased album. And it will also cover any future music that Diamond may record. What's the dollar value? You know what? That's what I couldn't find. It's the only thing I couldn't find. I'm not sure. We've we've heard, you know, 
four hundred million for Bruce and and uh, Bob Dylan. I you don't know, think stuff he's stuff in that range. And dude, he had just a, a, a huge run of hit huge records. catalog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the move reunites Diamond's early recordings and post nineteen seventy two output with his tracks from the late nineteen sixties and early nineteen seventies, which were recorded under UMG's MCA records and include Sweet Caroline, Holly Holly. Cracklin' Rosie, Song Sung Blue, and many, many others. Uh, Diamond, who was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2011, has seen over 70 of his songs hit the Billboard charts <laughs> and uh, counts Grammys, Golden Globes, and Kennedy Center honor among his many professional achievements. But he's uh, he's selling it. He's, he's passing it all along. So Did you say you. what things went for? That it, he sold his company for? That one I didn't see either. $250 million. Ooh-wee. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you got to think that Neil Diamond's is comparable, right? If not more. Yeah. More, I got to believe. I mean, he's, he's, he's written for so many other artists right. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. He did he, uh, the E.T. song, Turn On Your Heart Light. Yeah, that's right. Biggest hit, probably. Really good. <laughs> Turn on your heart light. And I guess at at a certain point in a musician's career, that they uh, they stand to make the the most from it by just selling it outright. Yes, you know uh, the breakdown also of how like how some songs that have been out there for a while, the residuals that come from them. Yeah. After a while, they've, if they've been out for decades, it's not you know yeah. especially lucrative. But you sell the whole thing; it's a big package. Yeah, why not? Yep. All right, and one last thing, and it's music news related. I have some uh, movie passes to see, Studio 666, and to qualify you for a Foo Fighters signed movie poster that we are giving away as well. Uh, the movie is out now. Uh, Foo Fighters uh, face their demons, making a killer record in a mansion with supernatural forces threatening the studio and their lives. So uh, we'll take um, callers 10, 11, 12, and 13. And Good we numbers. Will give you those prizes. Two, uh, that prize. 215 263 WMMR. You can visit studio666movie.com to buy tickets, but we'll give them to you for free. We're going to take a break, come back in a second, wrap up the show. Stay with us. We'll return shortly. If you like what you hear, you can see it too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Hey, about 1040 on a Tuesday morning. Good time on the program today. Lots of people joined us. Thank you for all your calls. It was very cool chatting with you this morning. It was also cool uh, to talk to Billy Leno. Yes. um, With the Flyers for a couple seasons back in the teens. and uh, Now with Angry Birds. Now he's at Angry Birds. (laughs) Actually doing some work with Angry Birds. It's pretty wild. He's a a fashion designer and um, super nice guy. It was cool to have him on. He's banging the drum tonight at the Flyers game, which is a new tradition they started. I wasn't aware of this. You know, they, they, uh, you ring the bell at the uh, Sixers game, and uh, so they're going to have uh, someone special come out and bang the drum to get the uh, 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 the audience fired I'm up. I'm into I stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool. Absolutely. So uh, Billy was on. It was good to have him on. And by the way, his um, fashion line is called Billy Beno, like Billy Leno. Why do I keep... I need to- Where is that freaking sound coming from? It's my laptop. Where is that... 
Sound coming from? There's nothing on here. Uh, I love that full freak out. What that the I have. F- is it? The f- is that? <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> Where's that f- sound coming from? Right, what the? F- <laughs> that's the first on one here. <laughs> what the? <laughs> I also want to thank uh, the director of the Philadelphia Auto Show, Mike Gemp, for being hey! on the show. Uh, it is back, and uh, March 5th through the 13th, so this week it will be running Wednesday through Sunday, Pennsylvania Convention Center. And whatever you're looking for, man, they've got it. You can go to phillyautoshow.com to get tickets. And our buddy Don Jameson is on hey! as well. Don's in the area comedy show at Sweeney's uh, Philly Special Saloon. And uh, it's next Thursday at 7.30. Get your tickets at cricketcomedy.com. Cricket spelled with a K. And thank you to Reedy's Water Ice for yes. uh, dropping off the goodies. Uh, today is Tuesday. That means we got free ink to give away to a lucky listener. Thank you for texting in. We are going to give a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing to Brian McCary, who is from Downingtown. Hey. Brian gets to sport a Preston and Steve-themed tattoo. And if you want to check out some great tattoo work, take a look at Floating World Tattoo and Piercing there at 1729 South Street in Philly. And if you want to see these samples, uh, go to floatingworldtattoos.com or their Instagram page. Uh, You can just search at Floating World Tattoos and you will be able to find them. So congratulations. Thank you, Brian. Can't wait to see the results on that. Pierre Robert is indeed here. Hey, man. Well, hi, kids. Nice to see you, sir. McAdam. McAdam. Yes. What What does that mean? It's uh, it's a great Irish greeting. Oh, oh I really? didn't know that. I thought it was someone's name. It's no, like Black Rachel top. McAdam. It's, it's actually just Black Top. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But uh, I was reading a workforce block <laughs> letter from someone, uh, and he said, uh, I uh, install McAdam. And uh, I <laughs> thought it would uh, be a great greeting. McAdam. Uh, McAdam. What's the uh, the Samoan one we learned earlier from uh, Jason Momoa? Chihu. Yeah. Chihu. Yeah, it's a good one too. So, Do that you know, too. Whatever works, yeah, is what I say. So McAdam to one, McAdam to all, and, and a McAdam to you too. Thank sir. you, and I'm, Rachel McAdam. Yes, I yes. feel McAdamed. Oh, so McAdamed. Oh, so McAdamed. As we approach the Irish season, now, having said that, um, I think it's I'm time for the letter. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say, see? I'm going to sit down. Okay. No, after that, I'm going to sit down. I actually, was thinking of sitting. Down. <laughs> That's, uh, a, that's all I got. All right. Well, we can do the letter of the day. You ready? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. N is in um, ne- <laughs> necessary. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Necessary. <laughs> and it is necessary that you have all the letters. We have three more to go. Uh, we're going to give away a $500 Joseph Anthony Retreat Spa and Salon gift card. And you can check out their Heavenly Soft Pack Float Treatment, Luxurious Turkish Bath Experience, or even Botox at their Med Spa. And check out their salon where they specialize in hair extensions, just like Marissa had done there. Three locations, Glen Mills, Springfield, and Center City at Lowe's Hotel. And you can purchase online at josephanthony.com. By the way, what exactly is a Turkish bath? Does anybody know? I've heard the term throughout the years, and I've never really done any research on exactly I know what a Turkish bath is. That Joseph Anthony, my wife loves the Turkish bath at Joseph Anthony, but I would be, I don't know exactly what it is. Isn't it like a steam bath, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, so it's a steam bath. All right, cool. Nice. It came from Turkey. Yes. Uh, it did. 
Yeah. It's a type of steam bath or place of public bathing. Right. Uh, Except however you hold a turkey in your lap. Is it a hot tub? Is Within this... the Islamic world, it says here. I don't know, Case. No, it's it's steam. Like, I think it's more, I mean, at least what I'm looking at, and I don't know how they do it here, but it looks like they're laying on almost like a stone, like a circular stone flooring. Okay. Right. So maybe it's heated. I right. like it. Yeah, we probably should get one for the studio. Yeah. I, so. <laughs> I like my stones heated. Yeah. I actually would prefer a coffee bar. All right. A coffee bar. Yeah. Um, I think it's more practical. Yeah. Probably. Or just a full bar. Yeah, that would well, be good, too. Well, a full too. bar would be nice also. Yeah. Pool tables would be nice, too. <laughs> True. We, by the way, we have enough room now in our new uh, cafeteria facility, which I don't know if it's fully up and running or functional. Uh, we could put a pool table in there. Exactly. Yep. All right. You ready for uh, tell us what's coming up on your show <laughs> I today? I am. All right. <laughs> and I'd like to tell you I have tickets for that auto show you were talking with that fine gentleman about, uh-huh. uh, which I also want to go to the Philly Auto Show. I want to check out all the electric cars. Yeah. Because uh, and you can drive them yes, inside. You can. Inside. There's no pollution. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, and Tesla does have an excellent network. Um, because uh, in when you get low, it'll tell you you're low. And it'll tell you how how to get to the next Tesla right. charging station. And, and and they're they're if you have the premium plan, there it's gratis, is it not? Uh, yeah, um, I have the original car, so it doesn't cost anything. But uh, there's a it's a small fee, but it's not much. But it takes like ten minutes, no, fifteen minutes to fully charge uh, right. at at the Tesla superchargers. I don't know how the other ones. That's operate. before you leave the sunroof open during a rainstorm. Well, <laughs> yes, and the windows open. Then then you have some problems. And when you come out and the cup holders are filled with water like a mini swimming pool and in a sign of the times there's a little bottle of hand sanitizer floating like a pool toy in your in your cup Your holders. car was so effed up it now takes gasoline. It does, yeah. yeah. Have you driven off with the plug still in it yet? You can't. It you can't? It won't let you move. It, the, the vehicle Ah, oh, there you there go. You go. You. It's called the Pierre Robert <laughs> switch. That alone. <laughs> Pierre proof. Pierre proof. Yeah. Um, on the program, we'll have those auto show tickets. We've got uh, Workforce Block of Pink Floyd. Today, Dark Side of the Moon was released Ooh. in 1973. Wow. Roger Daltrey has a birthday. A block of The Who is on the way. And a block of The Struts. Excellent. And it's Tuesday. That's a good day. Yeah. All right. I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme Market. You can get your free flu shot or COVID-19 booster at the pharmacy there. Acme, fresh foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Adventure Aquarium. Explore magic underwater with mermaids. This is pretty cool. I don't know if you see this. It looks so cool. Yeah, it looks really authentic. AdventureAquarium.com and also Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Uh, Tomorrow's program, we're fairly open. Uh, We got a Wednesday before, so that means we go live on Fox Good Day and we have a secret text word and we'll fill in the blanks and have a good time tomorrow. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow, my friend. Bye-bye. WMMR. Bing there. Doo doo be do. Doo da doo.